Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the Glenn Clark Radio Show. Here at Pressbox. Pressboxonline.com. Obviously, I am not Glenn Clark. I know, I was confused for a second. I was Yeah, I was, well, you know, we, we do have the same hairline most days. Yeah. Um now you do, after Glenn's like, haircut, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean, but uh they had to dig deep. I mean <laughs> I mean I, I I got I got the call and I'm like, what everybody else who's ever done Baltimore sports on vacation all at the same time? <laughs> I had to actually get, catch a flight last night that I almost didn't make it back in time. Uh, but I am Ken Zalis, better known as KZ. Uh, used to be part, still part of Pressbox and Pressbox Online. But I'm now at FantasyPros.com after a brief retirement, as Glenn Clark likes to uh, tell me he won money alone, that I wouldn't be retired long. Uh, we got a, a great show, uh, Mike. Axia, I'm going to mispronounce names. Axisa. Axisa. See, this is my thing. You know this. Um, I could write it down as I have, but uh, he's from CBS Sports. He writes about things about Major League Baseball and uh, all things recently about the trade deadline. He'll join us somewhere around 11 o'clock, uh, my good friend John Laub, um, the gridiron scholar from Fantasy Football Diehards, will join us. We'll get into what I know s- sort of the best uh, in my sports world these days, some fantasy football. As drafts are around the corner, we are we are very close to uh, to August 1st where the, the, the drafts will be starting, obviously training camp. Around the NFL starts today. Everybody should be on the field. What time is that, is that first practice today? It's this afternoon. Yeah, right? I believe it is in the afternoon. Yeah, I believe they've it's been afternoon. doing what have they been doing media? I think around noon. Yeah, so then they go out to the so field, so maybe it's, least, maybe it's twelve thirty, two thirty, something like that. And then a special treat for me. I think they did this just for me, but then I heard they do it all the time. But my good friend Jamie Watson, who I have done radio with forever and ever, she's going to pop in studio and. I'm a soccer guy. I've always been a soccer guy, and apparently there's an important soccer tournament happening halfway around the world, and the United States will take on the Netherlands tonight at 9 p.m., looking to go 2-0 in their group and assuring themselves of of advancing in the tournament and getting to the the knockout round uh, next week. Um, But we will... Talk soccer, maybe a little bit Loyola. She's also the voice of Loyola, Maryland uh, soccer with Glenn and does all kinds of fun stuff. So we'll have a fun show. Uh, so what, what do you want to talk about? Apparently there was yeah, a the, baseball game Yeah, last the night. Orioles, uh, they kind of disappointed us a little bit last night, didn't they? That was uh, not, a fun, not a fun ending at all. It was not a fun ending. Here, I'm going to full disclosure. I was watching... The oh, that's game. Right. Yeah, you were traveling. I was so. watch. I was so so had a flight delay, and I was able to watch the game through the eighth inning. Mm. And I'm like, and I saw Cano warming up, and I showed it to my son, and I'm like, yeah, th- this could be a problem tonight. Um, let Let's be honest. Uh, uh, we love what Cano has done uh, this season. But he has shown signs over the last, I'm going to call it 10 days. Maybe it's longer than that. Maybe it's two weeks. But 10 days to me to the point where people on the broadcast, Ben McDonald was talking about arm mm-hmm. slot and things like that. 
that he's tired a little bit. I mean, the Oriole. This is the this is the one thing that that I think is the toughest thing for fans, even media people, to to do because the Orioles have been so successful. And we love every day. Uh, I kind of tweeted something yesterday. Every day we love to trash the lineup. <laughs> and I said I had a bad feeling about yesterday because there was really? very there was there, no. But here's what it was. Okay. People had very little complaints oh, about, about the, the lineup, lineup. last night. So like every other day, it's like, well, why is Westberg not playing? Why is Kowser not playing? Why is Mateo and McCann in the lineup without Rutschman being the yeah. team? Like we could go back day after day after day yeah. and have a complaint from the Oriole fans in general and maybe some media people that uh, you know didn't like the lineup. And yesterday it was like everybody's kind of looking at the lineup like. Yeah, really, you know, outside of Frazier hitting fifth or sixth or wherever he was, people didn't have much to say. And I was like, I have a bad feeling. Everybody's way too quiet about the lineup. And you can sense that something during the game was going to happen. Well, you know, that we'd have to look. I, the bullpen has been overused. Let, let, they've been fantastic, especially on the back end. Okay. You know, the the long relief has, has been suspect. The sixth inning, seventh things have been kind of. Hazy, uh, maybe Perez has turned himself around. He's had some good outings. But Cano has been, you know, he was unhittable until two weeks ago. And then, you know, he gives up a hit. He really didn't blow anything. And I don't know how much he blew last night from what I'm hearing. Yeah, there was a, with two outs, there was a ground ball to Mateo. He double-clutched it, and JT Realmuto, of of all people, beats it out and... It brings up Alec Boom and Boom, and, and boom. wins the game. And now, yeah. now, you know, it already given up the tie, you know, but you, you, the way the Orioles have played this year, you like their chances in extra innings. Yeah. And then... You would assume they'd use Bautista, I guess, in the 10th. You would have assumed that they used Bautista in the 9th last night because yeah. he had a day off. Now, yeah, it's, it's not about how many... Innings. It's never about innings. I, I hate that everybody or how many appearances in a row. It's pitches. It's pitches and effort. Everybody start changing how they think. It's not about innings. It's not about. It's not about pressure situation, non-pressure situation. It's about how many pitches has he thrown and how much time. You know what we don't know is Batista may have come in for for the game and may have said to the manager, you know, I feel a little weak today. Maybe I need one more day. Worked out yesterday. They didn't use Cano or Bautista. Mm-hmm. Got through it. Hey, we're all on pins and needles. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, with, with, with Baker and, and, and Perez, Perez and, and, and Danny hey, Coulomb. Look, yeah. we understand every Oriole fan, and I'm an Oriole fan. Forget about what what else we all do in the world. I'm an Oriole fan. I've been an Oriole fan since I was three, which is really long time ago. Uh, we want the Orioles to do well. And, you know, I just – but you have to be a little bit realistic. The bullpen and the starting pitchers, everybody is, is at the point right now, before August 1st, where they're career highs. Like mm-hmm. like we're there. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what they're going to add. Um, but I will say this. Let's take the positive from yesterday. They're still in first place by a game and a half. They still own a one-run games in one-run records of nineteen and ten, which is just insane. And Fuji 
was yeah. the man yesterday. Yes, yes. And dominant. And everybody, look, uh, hey, we all heard the, you know, going to try to ease them in. Well, where do you ease them in yeah, when you're the Orioles? Every game's important, and every game seems to be close right now because of situations, which is my next point, where you can't score and add on runs. This team does not add on runs. You have bases loaded, nobody out. Yeah. You don't score runs. This, this is why everything's overtaxed, is all these close games. It's great that they're now – they've played 29 one-run games – but that doesn't even tell you how many two-run games and how many three-run games. Like most, very few of the Orioles' games are blowouts. Mm-hmm. And even when they appear to be blowouts, they seem to get close late. Like, okay, we're up six nothing in the first inning, and then they don't score again. This team is not very good at adding on runs, and I think that coupled with, you know, all the pitchers and 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 for the most part, outside of middle relief, the pitching has been fantastic. The 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 starters have been – the last four outings by the starters have just been, God, good. Mm-hmm. Really the whole month. Like the whole month the starting yeah. pitching has really stepped up, which is uh, – which is you makes you makes you a little worried, as you mentioned. Every every pitcher – I mean, outside of Gibson and, and Bradish and Kramer, do you really – like Grayson, very worried about the innings. Tyler Wells, worried about the innings. And that kind of showed on Sunday. Like he, he looked about as – unsharp as he has all season yeah. with the walks the the hit batters and, and then obviously the home run um i mean and that was the only hit he let up but you know all the walks it, it, it did some damage and he couldn't make it through five innings yeah um you know he's he's looked he's been the 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 start it's looked the most tired the last two outings mm-hmm. you know i'm not worried about gibson he's a veteran that's fine uh, kramer and bradish just look flat out dominant right yeah now. they do i mean they, they do. just look like they're strong and look I, I i i have enjoyed what i have seen from grayson rodriguez the last two outings very unlucky this first uh start back you know the, should we have made a play in center field was it a tough play sure but you know it's a play that if our center fielder normal center fielder isn't hurt probably mm-hmm. catches easily without jumping or anything like that um and it's a different inning and, and things like that. Um, I thought he was terrific the other day. Yeah. Uh, give me give me five and two thirds. You know, like, again, uh, you're playing good teams. I mean, it's not like it's not like you're playing you're the playing Kansas the City Royals. You're, so playing, like you're playing the Rays. You're playing the Phillies. Are in a the playoff World Series. Team. They were in the yeah, World Series, World, and they're a yeah. playoff team this year. I mean, yeah. it's just like you're playing good teams. Um, you know, it gives up two. Your starting pitcher gives up two runs. In six innings. In six innings, every time out, we're going to be happy. And then you got to find that bridge. And Fuji looks like, look, I, I don't know if he can always come in and, and not walk anybody. Right. But we all see the stuff. I mean, the stuff's just ridiculous. Uh, it's just it, There's no way. A Anytime guy, a guy's hitting triple digits, yeah, there's something there. I mean, there. he's hitting 100, and, and then he's coming back with 83. Yeah. Like, that's just impossible. So... If you can get Cano rested and back, you know, I think he's the he's the one. We probably don't see him, yeah, for three days or so, and they'd probably love to give him even more time off. But the, I still think that you look the trade lot deadlines coming up. We're gonna gonna talk to Mike shortly. Um, I don't know who the bullpen arms are. I know Josh Hader's a bullpen arm. That's mm-hmm. the that's the big one. Yeah. 
Um, Stan has been pushing. Uh, the the Royals have Scott Barlow on on, on the trade block, and uh, a guy that a lot of people less people know about, Carlos Hernandez, who's kind of similar to, to to Fujinami, where he he gets hit hard, but he has really good really good stuff where he's, he can hit triple digits. Um, and it's just kind of like you just kind of want to see just somebody. It doesn't. It like I don't think there's a a bullpen move that the Orioles can make that you know fans would be upset about like yeah, every single like Fujinami he, the guy had an eight he has a eight ERA but you know everyone's still it's like they're doing something here it, it, yeah this guy has has stuff yeah I mean you got to look you know you, you got to look beyond the numbers and and that's what they did with with with, with Fujinami and and they saw his last 19 outings and once they got used to the bullpen and look he looks even even look the home run was the home run and and then the other day he was a little bit unlucky and they kept him out there for 38 pitches or whatever it was but you know he's used to going a lot of pitches and if he can be that bridge and if you can get Perez right and and become trustworthy look uh love Cole Irvin as the long guy the way he's been pitching mm-hmm. and things like that uh, you know one arm maybe they had a starting pitcher i just is there a starting pitcher worthwhile going after? Right. Not, no, we're not going to talk about the elephant in the room. We'll do that later. I mean, <laughs> obviously there's that, and it's, you know, the Orioles are going to trade 17 prospects, and if you listen to Colin Coward, uh, the next five rounds. Yeah, the next picks. Uh, <laughs> How do you have a conversation like that on air? It's like, come on. I mean, you did it for 15 minutes, and nobody corrected you. Um, um, yeah, I mean, there's – I mean. Yeah, the, the starter market because I guess there's so many teams that obviously every summer there's so many teams that could that want to add another starter, so that's why that price that that price could be really high for what is likely going to be a rental when they go the starting pitch if they go the starting pitching route. So that's that's why that one seems so tough and it makes it a lot easier. You're it's a, it's a lot cheaper I guess to go the reliever route. It is and it, it's tough. It's tough as an Oriole fan um, because we have waited patiently and and. You know, I don't. I feel like nobody remembers five years ago, but nobody remembers anything before COVID. COVID wiped out everybody's <laughs> memory brain. Like I know they struggled the last <coughs> three years, let's say, but in 2017 this was still a good ball club. <laughs> I mean, 2016 was really good. 2017 they were still good, and you know, everything went yeah. to pot. Mm-hmm. And and it, I guess I guess the older you get. When you when you're when you when you're when you're as my son for the first time I got in I got I got the guy didn't even ask me he just gave me the senior citizen discount for the first time <laughs> oh, at the man. movie I saw he well congrats he, he thought yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm look I'm, I'm all about saving money at this point <laughs> he didn't ask I was like okay and and I don't know what their number is but you know I'm, it's I'm, probably I'm, like forty you know I don't so think it's quite like, forty I I mean I am fifty five now so I mean I'm getting there but you know. Uh, it's just one of those things you forget that wasn't that long ago. And we've watched the build mm-hmm. and we've lived through the hundred losses. And now we know all the names of these kids and we're waiting to see them come up. And everyone that comes up has been really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've, they've done something the night that they get called up and right. And, and I, I want Joey Ortiz here tomorrow. Yeah. I wouldn't play shortstop tomorrow. Okay. I, I, there's nobody else on the team if Gunner, oh yeah, has to miss a couple of days. That's another. That's another conversation. Yeah, we'll have that conversation. Um, 
if he has to miss a couple of days, there's nobody else I want to play shortstop anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I'm over it. I, I I love Mateo. Yeah, I I, I do. I I he's his, a good guy. I, I I've had brief conversation with him on on, on a station, and he's a good guy works hard. I don't know what it is right now, but but he needs a he needs time off. He's he's hurting now. Mm-hmm. Before they were getting away it's, with it, he's hurting now. It seems like I mean his confidence is probably shot. You know, right. he's, he's not in the lineup every single night. Right. And yeah, when he's got to come in now in the eighth inning to 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 relieve the 20, 22 year old, and and you know he's just he doesn't seem ready. His head doesn't seem like it's in it. It's hard to blame him. Um, I mean he 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 had those he had really great moments. You know, last summer when he had the really hot month, the April of this year. April of this year. I mean, my God. Yeah. I mean, we're he we're like we're like, oh my God. I was like, what, what 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 what? How did this happen? Yeah. And then as as quickly as we were surprised it happened, the waterfall went off and it, it's mm-hmm. been bad. And now, you know, the great thing we always held about well, he's a great guy to have because the defense and the speed and utilize even he's, if he's not starting you know start him once a week you can put him as a pinch runner later and put him as a defensive replacement put gunner at third and you know uh, you know urias at second in your ninth inning and you got a great defensive mm-hmm. lineup and that's if you can't do that and i know it's a tough decision i'm sure within the warehouse but if you can't do that i is there value any value and, right. and and you got you got kids that are ready you got kids that are ready so i think we're going to take a break all right uh, is that what we're going to do yeah we can do that is that what we're going to do but before yeah. we do just want to remind you that the toyota tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines you can choose the perfect tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new tacomas from your local toyota dealer today you're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. We'll be right back. Hike to new heights. The best view is yours in Washington County. Our iconic scenic overlooks provide some of the most breathtaking vistas in the mid-Atlantic. Some are very easy walks, some can be driven to, and some are the payoff for a moderate to difficult hike. All are near quaint small towns that offer great dining, shopping, hiking gear, and more. Explore our five national parks for iconic vistas and wineries with breathtaking views. Visit our quaint historic towns and make your stay unforgettable. Learn more at visithagerstown.com Maryland, be open. Maryland drivers, did you know you can save up to 77% on tolls with an Easy Pass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at driveezmd.com. We'll keep you moving. It's a Maryland thing. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. 
The All-America Senior Game, powered by New Balance, will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com. Your summer destination is closer than you think at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. With an expansive gaming floor and incredible dining options ready for you to explore, your adventure awaits. Dine at the new Coho Korean Barbecue House coming in July or on the patio at the Prime Rib. Enjoy the summertime breeze at Orchid Smoking Patio. Limited time packages starting at $229. What are you waiting for? Book now. At Arundel Mills, must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call one. 1-800-GAMBLER. Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get, so get your crab-eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab-eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. This is not Glenn Clark. It is KZ in for Glenn Clark. Glenn Clark is happily on a beach somewhere, but while you may be missing Glenn Clark, you can go to PressBoxOnline.com offers right now and get $150 in bonus bets from DraftKings after placing your first $5 bet. See this and other great sportsbook offers at PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. By the way, and, and I know I get lost in this sometimes because I don't, uh, as, a, as somebody that uh, works uh, in a school as their as their real job um, when I'm not pretending to be a sports person. Uh, I forget what day it is during the summer because I'm off. But it is Would You Rather yes. Wednesday here at, at Glenn Clark Radio. And real quick, before we get to our guest, uh, we, we have three of them. And I apologize. They may not. They're they're a little bit KZ ish, and and uh, you good. know they're they're, they're good. Uh, I enough. like them. Yeah. They, the Would you rather the Orioles pull off a trade for Otani? The package is Jordan Westberg, Connor Norby, Joey Ortiz, and DL Hall. Or no, I'm good. It's a lot to give up. Yeah, we love those names. Number two, the Ravens go. 10 and 7 and make the playoffs. But once again, they lose in the first round or they lose in the Super Bowl by a score of 45 to 3. Oof. Could Oof. be a rough day. Yeah. I mean, we'd enjoy the ride. <sighs> imagine. Ima- imagine the Lamar heat around the world uh. if that would happen. And finally, the Orioles can only trade for one San Diego Padre. 
Would you rather it be starting pitcher Blake Snell or former Oriole hand relief pitcher Josh Hader? Go to Glenn Clark Radio, at Glenn Clark Radio, on the Twitter machine, um, and you can uh, – oh, am I allowed to call it the Twitter machine? Yeah, I think – well, I guess it's, it's can X I call now it? or whatever. Go to the X. Yeah, go to X. I need Vince McMahon so badly to do the ad for him. <laughs> oh my god but right now we are you know look we, we've been having a lot of fun uh this baseball season uh the orioles look they took a step last year um out of really nowhere we expected them to be better last year they were pretty good they were in the playoff hunt for a long time and i think it would be an ultimate disappointment at this point if they did not make the playoffs whether they win the division or not um here from CBS Sports, Mike Axia is here to talk all things Major League Baseball trade deadline. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for joining us today. Sure. Happy to come on. So uh, is there anyone available that the Orioles may want to trade for? I, I'm hearing these rumors every day that there's some guy out in California. I, I, I'm not really familiar with his name or, or his work as, as, a, as a football guy. You know, they got anything the Orioles yeah. may be interested in? You know, I really don't think Otani's going to move. The Angels, <laughs> they won, They had a – I mean, that game last night was just ridiculous that they won. They blew a four-run lead in the ninth inning. They came back and won anyway. It seems like they're doing just enough to hang around, and that's, like, just the excuse they need to keep Otani. So I don't think he's – I realistically don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think they want to trade him. They're close enough that they're going to keep him. And the Orioles, I mean, geez, if they do put Otani out there, why wouldn't the Orioles go all out to get him? He's, like, exactly what they need. They need a really good starting pitcher could use another bat for the middle of the lineup you got more prospects than roster spots i mean realistically you cannot keep all these infielders because there's just no room for all of them of course you make that trade i think i just don't think otani's going anywhere yeah i i kind of agree with you i i just you never want you never want to be the team that trades babe ruth right i mean it never yeah you can never get away from that and um, you know, the the other side is, well, what if he doesn't re-sign with them and they get they get nothing for him? It's like, well, I mean, you're only three and a half out of the wild card. Uh, it, it's a they're they're not they're in a tough spot. Um, but I, I tend to agree with you. But so let, let's keep it at home first. If you are the yeah. Orioles, what are you looking to do for for this team for the playoff run? They, they already added a bullpen arm. Um, the starting pitching's been better than advertised and actually really, really good over the last 10 days. Uh, if you're the Orioles, where, where are you, where are you shopping these days? Yeah, I think, I think you got to start with the rotation because, because the young guys, Kyle Bradish, Dean Kramer, Grayson Rodriguez, they're all closing in on their career high in innings. Like pretty soon I'm talking like two or three starts. They're going to be throwing as many innings as they've thrown at any point in their careers. And, you don't want to run into a situation in, in late August, September, or October, where these guys are just on fumes and they're not effective because they're no good to you then. So I think, you know, you can never, there's no such thing as too much pitching. And with the Orioles, they really don't have like a true number one starter. You know, Kyle Gibson's pretty good, but he's, I mean, realistically, do you want him starting game one in a postseason series? No, not really. You know, I don't think that true number one ace is, is out there on the market, but they could definitely use another starter just to lighten the load on everyone else. They keep these guys fresh. You don't want to use them. Uh, you don't want to have to just push them as far as you can push them, and then you get to October, and they're all just like out of gas there and no good to you. So I think you got to start with the rotation. 
you know, Yenier Cano has been kind of, he looks kind of gassed. You know, he was not good last night. He's given up a lot of hits lately. He's, he's another guy who's closing in on, throwing as many innings as he's ever thrown. So another bullpen arm, even on top of Fujinami. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the way to go. Just just more pitching. You can never have enough of it. So um, if you're looking for starting pitching, I don't disagree with you. You know, we, we threw out the, the Blake Snell uh, thing. I don't know if the Padres yeah. are – are are going to really be selling? Uh, you know, they put together a team that you know to win the World Series. It doesn't look like it's going in their in that direction right now, even with all the talent. Uh, who are who are the top starting pitchers? I mean, we've heard uh, Dylan Cease may be available. Yeah. You know, guys like that. But if you know, uh, are you renting somebody? Or are you going if you're the Orioles, just another number three, number four guy, maybe not a top of the rotation guy. Yeah, if you want a Dylan Cease or, or someone you can have beyond 2023, I think that would, I mean, obviously that would be ideal. I think Michael Elias would tell you that that would be kind of his perfect addition there. Those guys are not really available, though. There just doesn't seem to be enough arms for the entire league. It seems like nobody has enough pitching. So rentals are the way to go. I think Marcus Stroman, he's kind of like exactly what the Orioles need. He's maybe not a true number one starter, but he's, he's pretty close. You know, you could start him in a, a, an important postseason game and feel pretty good. Luke Giolito, you know, those two, I don't know if Snell's going to move. And and he's kind of an unusual pitcher because he, he leaves the league in walks and he also has the lowest DRA, and those two things usually don't, like, mix well. So something's going to have to give there eventually. But, yeah, I think, like, Giolito and Stroman would probably be their best bet to get a – a starter who's who's impactful, who could really make a difference instead of just you know go out and choose some innings at an okay rate. What what do you what do you think of the Mets rotation and 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 what, what are they are they sellers are they buyers is any team you know willing to take on the contracts uh, of Scherzer and Verlander? Yeah. Um, are are they what where are the Mets at here because those are two you know, veteran arms that, you know, I think teams would like, but, but the contracts may pro- prohibit it. Yeah. I think they're going to sell They're Even with the win last night, they're, they're still pretty far out there. They're not bullpen is kind of shaky beyond, you know, David Robertson and Adam Adovino at the end there. And Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Yes. They're, they're hall of famers. There's big names. They're not pitching like aces this season. And it's a lot of money. And the Mets are showing that they'll, they'll, if, to get the best return, they're willing to eat money. They had all the money to send Eduardo Escobar to the Angels. They took on like eight million dollars to get Trevor Gott, which is like, which is ridiculous, but it just goes to show how much they're willing to to kind of pay money down to get the best return. And you know, if they go to Scherzer and Verlander, who have no trade clauses and control their whole situation, if they don't want to go to the Orioles, they don't want to go anywhere. They're not going. But if they're willing to go to a first place Orioles team, the Mets will eat money. I mean, they've shown they'll do it. But if they eat money, you're going to have to eat them a lot more prospects. And I don't know how, how willing the Orioles are to do that for two guys who are, you know, they're really up there in years. They're not pitching, not pitching, they're not bad, but they're not pitching great. You know, they're not, certainly not the guys they were two or three years ago or Verlander just last year. So uh, I, I think the Mets would listen. I think probably it's just these trades would be so complicated because there's so much money involved and the Mets would want so much in return for eating that money. I don't know. I just feel like these things are just not going to come together before the deadline. We are speaking with CBS Sports' Mike Axisa uh, about the Major League Baseball trade deadline. And, Mike, the the one team that, that sort of intrigues me, that they have parts, and I don't know how many of these parts that they really are going to let go, is the St. Louis Cardinals. 
you you look at them and you you look at you know Goldschmidt and Arenado, and I don't think either one of those guys are necessarily on the market uh, to be traded, but they do have some some pitching. You know, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Jack Flaherty, uh, among some other guys that you know have, have pitched well during their careers and at times during this year. Where where are you if, if you're the car if you're the Cardinals and and where would you be on a a guy like Jordan Montgomery as as a as a piece that could help a, a pennant race? Yeah, Montgomery could definitely help. He's been he's about as durable as you can expect. He came back from Tommy John surgery, I think it was 2019, and he's hasn't missed a start since then. He's about as good a bet as you as there is to go out there every fifth day. You can count on him to go out and pitch well, you know, and, and even better than that at times. He Pitched in New York for the Yankees. He's kind of been through the ringer, so you can feel good about plugging him in there. And, you know, the Cardinals really should probably extend a pitcher like that. If you're going to keep Arenado and Goldschmidt and try to contend next year, why are you going to – unless you get a huge return, why would you trade Montgomery? It seems like you should just resign him. But I don't know what they're thinking there, and I feel comfortable about adding Montgomery as – like the Orioles, if I would be perfectly fine adding Montgomery. I feel comfortable with him. And Flaherty's a little different because he's just been up and down – this year, over the last few years, he's had some injuries, but we've also seen him pitch at like an extremely high level, yeah. and you can't help but dream on, okay, maybe we can unlock this guy and figure it out, and I'm not sure that guy is really in there anymore after the injuries, but with so little pitching available this year, so little high-end pitching, I mean, some teams are going to take a shot on him, I think, and, and you know, Jordan Hicks is the other one in the bullpen. A few weeks ago, he made an adjustment. He moved to the like extreme first base side of the rubber, and he's basically been untouchable since then. It really unlocked him. I mean, that's the kind of guy who can help any contender. He could close. He could set up. He could do whatever you want in the bullpen. Supposedly, the Cardinals and Hicks are trying to talk about an extension. I don't know if they're going to get that done in time, but he's a rental, and he's someone who could help a contender. So I'd be calling about him. You know, I have no trouble with uh, adding him to my bullpen down the stretch. Mike. Uh... Who should so let's say the Orioles do go all in on a pitcher like Dylan Cease or, or maybe Corbin Burns? He might not be available, but you know the Brewers are, are typically always uh, willing to sell. Yeah. Who, who would the Orioles? Who on the Orioles should be untouchable for them? I guess Holiday. Is there any other prospects that once they hear those names, they should be they should say no? We're not giving up those guys. Yeah, I think just among guys in the minors, it's really just Holiday. You know, I think now now Cowser's in the big leagues and Westbrook's in the big leagues and. I think just because you have so many infielders, Westbrook should be Westbrook should be available. I think you know that's a position of depth, and if that's the guy you need to give up to get a high end starter like Cease, I think you do that. Cowser's a little bit different, you know, just because he fills a need in the outfield, and and that's a little bit more of an area of a need. But as far as guys in the minors, I mean, obviously you keep Holiday, and I don't think there's any scenario in which the Orioles would trade him. I think he's not going to be no no chance he goes anywhere. Everybody else should be available. I think. You're in first place. You got a chance to win, uh, not just to win the division, but to secure a wild card series by. You get to skip the entire first round. You know, Adley Rutschman is not going to be making the league minimum forever. You know, this is your a really good chance for you to go all in and, and try to win a World Series. So, uh, other than Holiday, I'd make almost everybody available. I'm not saying I'd give these guys away, but obviously, you can't close the door on them and say they're off limits right off the bat. It's certainly a fun time to be a Baltimore Oriole fan, and and 
You know, it's always tough when we, we haven't been here in a while. You know, it's tough. We've been yeah. following these names for so long, and you're starting to see them come up one by one. You're excited for them, and they've done relatively well, and you don't want to give up anybody. You know, it's it's sort yeah. of like I, I feel like it's it's my baseball cards coming back again. I didn't want to give up anybody to make a trade with my baseball cards, but in, in order to get something, you got to give something up. He is Mike Axisa from CBS Sports. Mike, how can people follow you outside of going to CBS Sports? Sports around the World Wide Web? Uh, it's just Mike Exisa. It's A-X-I-S-A, and that's, I mean, that's Twitter, that's Blue Sky, that's that's everything you <laughs> could imagine these days. <laughs> it's a whole new world, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of the baseball season. Appreciate you coming on today. Sure, happy. Come on. There he goes. Mike Exisa, CBS Sports, uh, at Mike Exisa, and all the different he threw he threw in the blue sky i i I haven't even gotten the invitation yet for blue sky Uh, you you need a special invite apparently to get to get on there what's the uh what's the other one it's threads threads i'm on threads that that's yeah yeah. i mean i I, I, it got some traction from day one well it's still got some traction um I, i it's it's so hard to the person who figures out the person who figures out how to make one post that goes everywhere and can touch oh, okay. all these places? I'm buying that person. I mean, I guess yeah, I guess that's like kind of half. Their threads would be the closest to that, I guess. Cause, I guess because Zuckerberg's can, got right. He already Instagram, has Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, links. that's going to be the closest. Yeah, but it's like which one of these is it? Blue Sky. There's there's yeah. Matrodon. There's there's all of these that are trying to be the next. Twitter, as Twitter seems to be imploding before our very eyes, which is very sad. Yeah. It's, it's it sort is, of sad. It is sad. It is sad, but, you know, that's where we are. So, you know, uh, good conversation with Mike. I, you know, this is going to be tough. It's going to be interesting. Trade deadline's in next Sunday? Ye, no, two, or Tuesday, I think. This or it's August 1st. Oh, what? oh, so that is a, that is is a Tuesday. It's a, that Tuesday. Is a Tuesday. So yeah. we're under a week. We are under a week, yeah. And... It seems it seems rather quiet. So it's far. very quiet. Yeah. Well, I, I the, Mike made a great point. There's not a lot out there. Like mm-hmm. you, I mean, there's you. There are more teams that are within, let's say, six games of making the wild card than not. So there's so few teams that I think are are sellers at this point, and there's just not a lot out there. Cease is like the only guy that's like a not a rental. Everybody else is a rental unless you can sign them. And God, I hate giving up any of these kids for a yeah, rental. Yeah, it is. It is tough, but it seems like I mean, Mike made the point. I mean, he did. This team's in first place. They're, like they're they, in first place. If, I mean, if, if you're not going to go now, when are you going to go? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you see what it is, and and they're in first place, battling adversity. Like they they Mountcastle was terrific for a while, and then he. Then he wasn't with the vertigo, so they had to deal mm. without him. O'Hearn has been, my God. Now he's hitting lefty on lefty. Are you right. kidding me? Okay. And it he, seems like it's always in a clutch spot. That always. He, that he is, uh, last that he night, is, I was just like, ugh. It's like, dude. Him him, and I, like, I, I gave Frazier a lot of, I, I got off the Frazier thing. Because he just he just gets big hits. Yeah, he and does. Like, he does get hits. I, I just it, it's it's tough though because his defense is really it, really bad. Yeah, really bad. And you know that all these kids are and they're a right, lot better. Right, they can all play. They can all pick it. And it's like it's frustrating, but it's like man, it's like how many big hits has he got yeah. this year? And Urias, I mean, he is what he is. He's a two sixty hitter. It's gonna 
But he can play every position in the infield. And he's very, but he's very streaky Mm, at the the plate. But but he seems to come up with big hits. It's it's tough because it's like you look at this team and they've been. I mean, they're approaching more time without Cedric Mullins than with him this year, and they've they've, and they haven't they haven't they haven't dropped. They they haven't haven't dropped. dropped, dropped They haven't dropped record league. I mean, they they suffer a little bit in the outfield. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. Nobody is Cedric Mullins in the outfield defensively. Kowser, I think, it has the reputation of a plus outfielder. I think he's real. I, I, I watch a kid that defensively is really unsure of himself. I, I, I guess, you know, moving him center, right to left yeah. every night is probably not the greatest idea uh, for a young player that's used to play in one position all the time. Um, but, man, it's um, – Hopefully Cedric gets back. Yeah, because he yeah, was, I mean, he's he was starting to hit again. But they're you, they haven't missed a beat no matter who's gone down. Um, it's it's been kind of crazy and it's it's fun and and everybody just has to understand it. There there are ebbs and flows to this. Mm-hmm. Baseball baseball is not football. We've been in football mode for so long. At this time of year, it is like they like, want a training camp. But, That's the only thing right, you're talking they about. They want a training camp. Okay, the Orioles got us to where they got us to, and now it's they want a training camp. Not even on my not right. even on my radar right. today. Not I I you know I I watched the little tidbits of, of the people that I watch and you know who's in who's out as far as the reported to camp on the pup list you know whatever you know we'll start to get today who who passed and failed the the daunting uh, <laughs> uh, test that they give um, and yeah. and I think they're still going to sign a couple of guys um, you know uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, Bowser coming into camp kind of worried people. He had, yeah. the, he had the brace on and was limping already. It's like I didn't expect yeah, that Bowser is didn't that's, expect that's that. Awesome. And then Bateman, that one's just 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 because he's a Ravens receiver. And well, but but he hasn't been healthy. I mean, yeah. look, we've all we all saw the talent when he was healthy. You know, love the kid. I love when they drafted him. I was like, you know, he's, he was one of my top three wide receivers that were available. Big kid can run routes, run away from you. Just hasn't worked out, and and yeah. and he didn't. For everybody says, oh, he was always hurt in college. He wasn't, folks. I know we, we we like to fall back on that. Marquise Brown was always hurt in college. You still took him, and he was always hurt in the pros. You know, good when he was on the field, minus the uh, drops that he yeah. had. But but you know, thousand yard receiver, deep threat, um, get the ball in his hands. Always a always a always a risk to take it. But you know he was a he was a injury risk when you took him. Bateman wasn't. It's just, and he's got the type of injury now that you just don't know. You just don't know. I got some bad news. Uh oh. We will not be joined today by John Lyle. Oh. John Lyle brought into a little bit of an issue. We are going to schedule him if we have time tomorrow. Okay, well, that's your, that's your uh, instead. So maybe we'll maybe I'll walk through some fantasy stuff. Okay. Uh, we can start talking fantasy. I've been involved in a several drafts already. Jeez, um, doing is, well. So I mean, this is your life, yeah. Well, so. th- this time of year, and what 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 happens is the industry drafts try to happen before the other drafts, so mm. we can actually say to people in these drafts this when is, this is where people are going. If you want, you want this person. You're really going to have to grab them because if you wait past this round or that round. So 
we start the first one I always do is uh, July 4th. So, uh, Dang. Yeah, July 4th Invitational. We do it live on air on XM Radio. Um, it's a fun league. It's a weird league. It's a double tight. You have to start two tight ends. Two tight ends. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so tight ends go really early because there are no tight ends. Um, and I've had, a, I've had a history of I started the trend in that league of my first two picks being tight ends. So does the team with Travis Kelsey always win in that league? No, not always. Okay. Um, not always because, you know, obviously if you, you take – Look, Kelsey's a first-round pick in fantasy, but if you take Kelsey in the first round, you really have to hit on wide receivers. Right, okay. Or or running backs later that that aren't, you know, as always, I always say I'm always a a running back snob because I take them early, I take them often, because I always think there's so many wide receivers. And if you miss out on Kelsey or Andrews, I'm out on tight end. Like, like I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait forever. I'll, I'll figure it out later. Like last year, if you waited forever and wound up with Evan Ingram, who's been a bust his entire career, but you say, you know what? It's in a new spot. He's going to be the starter. Okay. You got a top five tight end, and you're you're off and running. You know? So, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, we ready for another break? Uh, Yeah, we can take another break. Uh, Where do you usually – I was I, I just thought of it because where do you Good. usually take quarterbacks uh, then? So my my rule of thumb, um, if it's a single quarterback league, is I never take one until at least the fourth round. Okay. If Patrick Mahomes is available in the four, fourth round, I don't care what your I don't care what you have, you take Patrick Mahomes in the in the fourth round, and then you kind of just kind of play your board. Um, in a single quarterback league, I, I'll I try to be if it's a twelve team league, I try to be at least the tenth person to take a quarterback. Gotcha. I'm in a league. I'm doing a. It's they don't call it best ball in this, but it's an industry draft where it's a best ball league, and we draft and and it's for charity. So whoever wins the league, first place and second place, they donate money to your, the charity that you play for, and I think we're through seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. We're in the seventh round. Gotcha. I don't have a quarterback. I think. I think there's six quarterbacks off, six or seven quarterbacks off the board, you know, the the ones you would expect, and then you start the the line is the line is whether it's like Fields Lawrence, hmm. like that's that's the one, and then you're like, okay, what do I do? And then it's like Dak and Russell Wilson, and 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 that. And then where's Kirk Cousins ranking this? So Kirk far? Cousins is down. You can get He's Kirk down. Cousins yeah. anywhere. I okay. mean. You get Kirk Cousins anywhere because you want. You, I mean, Kirk Cousins. You're you're relying solely upon yards and and touchdowns. You're not getting anything with his feet. Right. Whereas, you know, Mahomes and Burrow and even Herbert and obviously Lamar and Hurts and Fields go without saying, and even Lawrence to a degree. Mm-hmm. You're getting a little bit with your legs. Um. So there it is. I. I I've always approached it where I like to try to take my quarterbacks usually pretty late, just because I don't like ever reaching for those top guys. Because I feel like the I'm always late. Yeah. I'm, I'm always late, and like if I'm, it's my perfect scenario. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to wait in this league, and we'll see if it works out. Uh, to after the eighth round, I want my I want four running backs, four wide receivers, tight end. I've punted. I didn't get I didn't get Andrews or Kelsey. I punted it. I'll I'll grab three guys later 
in the draft because twenty four round draft. Yeah, I want to come away with something around this. I want to come away with Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins. I want one of those two guys. I think they're high volume guys that could throw forty touchdowns this week. How are you? Uh, how are you evaluating uh, Rodgers uh, to this season? I'm out. You're I'm out? out. I'm out. I. I Here's the dirty little secret with Rodgers. His numbers aren't great for fantasy all the time. Yeah. Like, if you – I mean, I, I – He doesn't throw many interceptions, and that would be – Well, he doesn't throw many interceptions, but he doesn't throw but, many touchdowns anymore yeah. either, and he's never been a 4,500 to 5,000-yard thrower. So, I think they're Jet, – the Jets, to me, are going to be – they have a dynamite defense. And Rodgers makes them instantly a better team. They still got a lot of questions. Rodgers got to answer a lot of questions. Okay? Wilson we love. But people are bumping Wilson as a top 10 receiver. I, I'm, no, I'm out. I'll, I'll take I'll – take, I'm in on Brees Hall. If Brees Hall can get healthy, I, I saw enough from Brees Hall. If he's back and he doesn't miss any time, I'm in. Brees Hall to me is a top 10 running back. But – I. I'm not. Who else am I interested in? If I'm if, for the Jets, like I, I, I'm out. Or who's the guy he brought with him from uh, was Lazard? Lazard? Yeah, he brought Lazard with him. We're done. <laughs> Come on, you had the you had your opportunity last year to be the number one, and you've always been the two or three, and you've never been any good. You're you're just you're just a guy. I mean, we call him Jags, just the guy. You know, you're you're you're. Your best year will be 800 receiving yards and seven touchdowns. Well, there's 25 guys That'll that I could that. draft in the middle rounds that could do those numbers. I, I just I I'm just out on those guys. I rather I rather go with high volume. I rather take Jordan Addison later than Lazard. Give me give me if you say well you got to take Lazard in the eighth or you get Jordan. Addison in the 11th. Give me Jordan yeah, Addison. It's a high-volume passing offense. He's going to be the number two receiver. Next to Justin Jefferson. Next yeah. to Justin Jefferson. Well, I, Jefferson's great, but he's going to get double teams. There are other people. They lost, their, they lost their running back. You know, Madison's, again, Madison's how do you, a yeah, nice— So how do you measure—how do you, how do you evaluate Madison now? With, uh, he's, like, he's, the, he's like— He's like— Quote-unquote bell cow, I he's guess. A, he's a RB2 low. So he's somewhere— He'll wind up somewhere in my rankings, and I don't have my rankings off the mm. top of my head right now. I can look them up if I need to. But I bet you he's somewhere in my rankings between 22 and 28. So he could be an RB2, but... What's his upside? Like, is his, his upside... His upside his is upside. Dalvin Cook or... No. No? He's not, he's not that guy. His upside is a mid-level RB2. I don't, I don't think he's dynamic. I don't think he's... I don't. I don't think he has the skill set that that the top running backs have, and and I also don't think he's going to be a bell cow. I I just don't. He's never been able to be a bell cow. He's always been. He's always got nicked up if he's mm-hmm. been able. You know, if he goes, two games, if he ever has to two, play two games, games with twenty twenty. The third game, he's not getting that. So, you know, I, I'm. <coughs> he would at on my teams. He would be at best an RB three. If he's my RB one or RB two, I'm in a lot of trouble, and I did something really wrong. Gotcha. You know, um, I joked with uh, I joked with the people I'm doing this current draft, just the way that I had the the ninth pick, and just the way everything fell to me at nine, Eckler sit, staring me in the face. I'm like, do I really uh, do I really want a 28 year old running back? I'm like, okay, 
So then I had five guys between my next pick that I won, and they all went off the board. And Derrick Henry staring me in the face. Oh, man. And I'm like, I, I mean, he's still a high-volume guy. I mean, he's still the guy. There's risk. So I started my draft, Eckler and Henry. And I was like, folks, I said, I'm That's, applying for my AARP yeah. card now. And then I added, and then the funny In 2018, you feel pretty good. Right, yeah. I felt great. I felt great. And then I added DeAndre Hopkins Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I, the I, oldest, mean <laughs> I had the oldest team in the world, but I did, I did throw in, I did grab uh, Etn and uh, uh, Javante Williams um, along the way. Just like I was, I was like, once I went old at running back, I was like, I've got to get some young running backs. And I didn't mean to go four in the first five rounds, but Brandon Ayuk luckily was was available as my mm, second wide yeah. receiver. So I'm like, like I got to get some youth. And now I'm just looking. It's like, it, whenever it's a slow draft, so we don't do it. You know, you get up to eight hours per pick, and wow. most people don't do it. But everybody's busy and doing shows. Like if I was picking over the next couple hours, I wouldn't be picking because I'm not paying attention to it. But and everybody's doing that, and it's like, like oh my god, what are we, I have the oldest team in the world. I know I'm going to wind up with Russell Wilson at quarterback. <laughs> like, like or, hit, or like, Russell Wilson, yeah, yeah, Russell Wilson, Wilson or, 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 uh, or I guess like Kirk or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to wind up Rogers. with Rodgers. Yeah, right. I'm not going. To, I'm not taking Rodgers. No, nothing's going to I'm put Rodgers. No, I won't take. I, I'm just out. I, I just want to be out. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't want people to be unsuccessful. I, I, I just don't want the Jets to be a thing this year. Right. I, I'd love for them to go zero and four. I don't know what their schedule is. I'd love for them to go zero and four. I just, you know, the fact that they, the fact that they were on hard knocks and like put that nail in the coffin. I will not watch one second of hard knocks. I oh could, come on! I won't. I I don't care. I Aaron Rodgers, a wonderful football player. I do not want to hear words coming out of his mouth not pertaining to football. I just don't. They got Bills week one, Cowboys week two, then they host the Patriots, and then they host the Chiefs. That's their first four weeks. I think one and three is a good. Uh, if they come out at one and three, they're probably fortunate. Yeah. Where Where's the Cowboy game? Uh, Cowboy is in Dallas, so they have three home games. That Dallas is the only road game there, so they get Buffalo, New England, and Kansas City at home. If you're a Jet fan, if you're two and two after four games, you, you should probably. be doing cartwheels. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, I you mean, should yeah, be doing you're, cartwheels. You're probably right. I mean, this that's a tough that's a tough opening. I mean, you, the division. Set aside the New England because I don't think I think New England is probably the least talented team in that division. It's still the New England Patriots right. in a divisional game. Divisional games are always tough. How long have the Browns stunk and we always struggle with the Browns? Yeah. So I, I just I oof. I think if you're two and two and you're the Jets, hey, here we go. Because that's that, that's a tough way to start. It is a tough way to start. Uh, the Ravens backfield. Do you uh, even 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 try to even try to uh, try to figure that one out? Look, we all we all know away? who the guy should be, but yeah. he's not in camp. Is he officially a holdout? He is. Did he show well, up? So he is technically on the pup. He's list. on the pup. Okay. Yeah. So they they so gave it's him not an, technically a holdout. So, so the Ravens were nice and gave him an out. Yeah. Um. So who knows how long that'll so, last? Such a nice organization. Yeah. <laughs> um. I look. I. I I want Gus because I can get him for nothing in fantasy drafts. And he's got a role even if J.K.'s there. Yeah. I mean, J.K.'s the guy. I mean, he's the most talented guy. Um, I I hated the Gordon signing, but it is what it is. I mean, it, whatever. They needed somebody. And I guess you needed somebody order. and you wanted a veteran. I just 
Keaton Mitchell seemed uh, exciting. Like I, I love Keaton Mitchell. Yeah. I, I go watch Keaton Mitchell in a game. Don't watch highlights. Everybody's good in highlights. Go go watch go go watch a game. Go watch a game that he played in. Pick pick any game. He was he's a good back. Ravens don't give those kids chances. And give it and give the kid last year a chance. You know? The Tyler Baddies yeah. and the Ain't give him a chance. Whoever, yeah. Uh, no chance. He's a leading rusher in the SEC. Didn't give him a chance. Scored a touchdown, by the way, for his first appearance for for Denver, catching a ball out of the backfield. Ravens could have used that. Could have used yeah. that last year at some yeah. point, right? I mean, they didn't throw. I mean, that yeah. offense, they don't throw the backs. I, I'll assume this offense they will. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems like they should be throwing everybody and well, I, look, figuring out. You know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, Ravens, I mean, for me, obviously I want – Andrews, obviously, you want Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar has his risks, of course, but top five, top whatever argument you want to make, he's he's well in the QB one category in fantasy because of everything that he can do. What do you do? Where do you take J.K. Dobbins? You're rolling the dice until he gets into camp, depending on when your draft is. Mm-hmm. Um, Edwards, you can get late. What do you do with the wide receivers? Yeah, it, I mean, where? Well, I, are I mean, you, are, would you be comfortable with taking any of them? I guess like round nine and one, or yeah, is that even I think that's, that's high. No, I think that's that's right. Okay. I, I don't. I mean, I I don't think you can. I don't think you can take any of them before round nine. I mean, none of them are. At best, they should be a wide receiver three on your roster. Really, they should be a wide receiver four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I because. Let's take Odell. Everybody loves Odell. Okay? He's going to retire, but now he's all in. Okay. Didn't love that comment. Uh, whatever. Um, if Ode- if I told you right now, Odell Beckham Jr. went, caught 60 balls for 850 yards and seven touchdowns, we'd all sign up for that right away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a wide receiver three. You know, I mean, it's there. There, you can project... Like I said, twenty-five to forty guys in that range, that in the NFL this year. Okay. Would you rather? Would you rather have Odell Beckham Jr. at the numbers that I said, or Sky Moore? Mm, I mean, probably. Well, I mean, Sky Moore's got Patrick Mahomes thrown to him, so I guess you could argue he his upsides. A Tony's little already hurt. Tony, yeah. Juju's not there anymore. So. I, it, at at like same same value like same price like yeah. wrap out the same same time you draft. I say, guess Sky Moore. Right. Yeah. I I'm going to take. Moore. I'm going to take Sky Moore. Why? Because you, we can see the upside. Yeah. The problem with the Ravens receivers, I think Zay Flowers could be really really good. Wouldn't have been the wide receiver. Wouldn't have been my choice. But I understand his value in this Ravens offense. Who did you want the Raven? Who did you want uh, the Ravens? I, I, I'm just not a then? small wide receiver. Oh, okay. Guy. After I, after Hollywood Brown and yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've never been. I mean, my. my my typical, whenever I, I like wide receivers, I'll go back to Marquise Brown. I didn't want Marquise Brown. I was – pull the tape from our draft show. Okay. I wanted A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is my guy. A.J. Brown, Rashid uh, Bateman, those six foot, six two, two ten, two fifteen, 215, run good routes, got some speed. That's what I like in, a, in an NFL receiver. I, I don't like – Slot guys, especially in the first round. I definitely don't like guys that have been hurt their whole career. In the first round. So that's, those are the guys <laughs> I like. So it wasn't, 
Look, I love Zay's tape, and I think he, I, maybe he's the exception to the rule of guys that are 5'10", 180-pound guys that are really, really good. Maybe he is the next Tyreek Hill. Maybe he is the next Steve Smith Sr. Who knows? But in this offense this year, are, is there really going to be a 1,200-yard guy? Is there going to be a 1,200-yard guy? Uh, you you kind of feel yeah. like they're going to spread it out. You know, Andrew's going to get his. Odell's going to get a little bit of his. Zay's going to get if Bateman's there or, you know, Aguilar's going to catch 300 yards worth of, and annoy people. You know, maybe 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 the running backs catch more than 25 yeah. passes this year. You can hope, I guess. Likely would have a role. Like, you can see where it's really spread. So, in fantasy, which is not reality, in reality, that's a really good thing. You never know. As a defense, well, I don't know who's going to get the ball. They all get the ball. But in fantasy, uh, they're all the same. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. You know, maybe I take a shot. Maybe the one I draft the highest is Zay because he's got the most upside. But I don't know what the upside is this year. Yeah. And yeah. that's my problem. You know, I do I want Zay do I want Zay Jones? I'll give it this do I want Zay Jones? I'm gonna go back to the Kansas City thing. Do I want Zay Jones in round ten or do I want Rice in round fourteen? Uh I'll take Rice in fourteen yeah. because I don't know who if he the, turns into their number the two receiver. Upside, yeah. The rookie upside's higher than right. some guy who's been just for this a year. flame out for just for this year. Right. You know. If Odell's not there next year and Zay's now the number one guy and he proves that he's going to be the number one guy, and okay, if that's Lamar's guy, it turns out to be. But th- for this year, it's a tough projection. It's a tough projection. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I see we have a guest. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah. Well, you know, if you go to PressBox, they're, they're offering a new sports betters the best sign up bonus and promos from seven legal online sports books. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers now and get offers like $150 in bonus bets from DraftKings after placing your first $10 bet or up to $1,250 in bonus bets from Caesars. Time is limited to get the best offers from all of the sportsbooks. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers and sign up today. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have the one, the only, Jamie Watson joining us in studio. You're listening to God Clark Radio. It's another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. One of the most special nights of the season on Friday the 4th, Navy Night. Come celebrate the newest plebe class. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday with our pregame touch-a-truck event. And it's the last of our big hitter bobbleheads, Colton Kowser on Sunday for the first 750 fans. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox, let us be your nine-inning vacation. The All-America Senior Game, powered by New Balance, will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com. 
Soak up summertime fun in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards. Pick crabs by the waterfront. Beat the heat inside a world-class museum and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of AJ Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at AJMichaels.com. That's AJMichaels.com. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Dave Ginsburg remembers Goose as he looks back on the impact that late Tony Saragusa had both on and off the field here in Baltimore. Plus, he explains how Goose's kids are working to continue that legacy with the Goose Flights program. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles the path Tyler Wells has taken to becoming a star in the Orioles rotation. And you'll find a special summer travel guide with information about events and activities throughout the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grindr. Not that I know it's on Grindr or anything, I swear! Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. Still not Glenn. Glenn, when's Glenn back? Monday? Uh, Yeah, Monday. Monday. Who's in Friday? I'm uh, here tomorrow. Stan will be back Friday. Stan is back Friday. Stan yes. can only handle a three-day week. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. Yeah, yeah he said. Yeah. He said there's no absolutely no way. That no I can, way that he yeah. could do seven, five days. <laughs> he was at the Phillies game last night. He went up to Philly. For oh, the, did he? Yes. Good for, for him. The Phillies, and then uh, Thursday. Been a lot of Orioles fans there. Yes. Been a lot of Orioles fans everywhere, even maybe, in Tampa. Maybe, maybe they they went and took a Toyota Tacoma mm. because it comes in the in a range of models and trim lines, and you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality. Probably had a tie dye one for for Stan and driving <laughs> habits. Check back, check out buyatoyota.com for deals on the new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. And we have a very special guest who I have a long, long history and love to death. The one and only Miss Jamie Watson. Hello. Hey, good morning. The feeling is mutual, as you know. Yes, well, we have a long history of, of being on the radio together, so or whatever it is. Yeah. What are we on? Or do we still call this radio? We yeah. call it Glenn yeah, Clark yeah, that's Radio, a, that's what, Internet that's Radio, whatever we call that's it. That's what we're trying to do. But but um, Jamie uh, does so many things, but 
She is one of the voices of the NWSL, the, the Women's Professional Soccer League. Um, voice of Loyola. Uh, let's see. Soccer, lacrosse. No lacrosse. No lacrosse. No. Nope. Just soccer. And basketball. And basketball. Women's basketball. Women's basketball. Love it. Women. Love all of it. There you go. And, of course, still still the golf enthusiast. Not so Not much anymore. Yeah, no. no I mean, I have really moved on. That's good. Yeah, it that's, is good. That's, that's, that, hey, it happens in life, right? It does. It does. But I, I'm, you know, we're going to talk soccer, and and Amen. Um, I'm a, as you know, I'm a soccer guy, former women's coach over at Friends, um, and way into the World Cup, and we have the the U.S. taking on the Netherlands tonight, which on paper is their toughest. Uh, Group's uh, opponent, uh, Netherlands, also a top 10 in the world team. I think they're eight or nine, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Nine. Um, and uh, let me ask you a question sure. first about the United States. Um, handled Vietnam um, was not a fun game to watch. It was, it was, it was, um, Vietnam did what inferior teams should do which is put 11 young ladies behind the ball <laughs> from 35 yards and in and said, if we can tie 0-0 or we can counterattack you and tie you 1-1, we're going to do it because we can't compete with you. It does not make for exciting soccer to watch on TV. And I heard a lot of people who you, you get a lot of eyes these days on the product that don't A, don't watch soccer altogether, and if they do watch soccer, they definitely don't watch women's soccer. Um, I'm not one of those people. I, I watch all soccer. And, you know, I was actually in South Carolina. I was watching with my parents. And my dad, everything my dad knows about soccer is from watching Jonah, um, who's a soccer player. He's a goalie. And he doesn't know much. And we're watching, and they're, he's like, He's like, this is awful. Why? He goes, why are you doing I was like, do you understand how tough it is to have 11 people in front of you at all times? There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to pass. It's like they keep turning the ball over, I said, because they're trying to penetrate. I said, eventually it'll work out. I said, the good news is that Vietnam will never score because they'll never get past midfield. But what do you say to those people that watch the Vietnam game and now they're like, you know what? I, I can't watch this. This is just boring. I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait until, you know, the it's the semifinals and maybe they can win something. Because well, the last World Cup was exciting as could be, the the entire way for the women. And the and the, I thought the U.S. team four years ago was much more dynamic. Now they're really young. We don't know the names anymore. 14, we know a couple. 14 new players, Ken, which is why I'm not so sure they're going to lift the trophy. I hope I'm wrong, but they are not my pick to win. Um, and, you know, speaking to the rise of women's soccer, you know, the World Cup has expanded to 32 teams, Ken. So that's why you get, you get the Vietnams that are going to sit in a low block and they're going to say, you know, do your best. And you broke it down perfectly. And the U.S., boy, did they, they just kept knocking, knocking until they broke through. And they did three times they won that game. Um, but let's talk about tonight's game, please. 9 p.m. It's the rematch of the 2019 Women's World Cup, the United States against the Netherlands. And, and if you recall, Pino scored the PK and then Rose Lavelle iced it and, and the women brought home their 
back to back. And so this World Cup, they're going for a three-peat. Nobody has done that, men's or women's, so that's exciting. Whoever comes out at the top of this group, okay, it's important to come out number one. All right, because you have an easier road. You're going to play a second-place team in the round of 16. So everything. if you are a sports fan, you need to tune in tonight, 9 p.m. on Fox Sports. Who? So with so many young players, and, and look, right now Smith's getting all the attention because she obviously, and, and, and we knew she was going to be a good player, but she scores the two goals, she gets the assist, and, and you know she's Miss America right now. Um in order for the United States to win tonight, because I think it's going to be a tough game, because the Netherlands can play. Agreed. Um, what do they? Who do we need to look for outside of outside of Smith and outside of? We'll see how much you know Rapino and Lavelle play. Um, probably smart against Vietnam not to play him a whole lot. Didn't need him to win. Coming back off of a little nicks and things like that, um, but outside. Of the obvious, what do you? Who are we looking at? The United States that needs to play an important role tonight for a victory to come out. Yeah, I think unquestionably the answer is Lynn Williams. Lynn Williams did not play at all against Vietnam because I think Vlatko, who loves Williams, her ability to play defense as a forward, which as a former coaches, yes. <laughs> we, we love forwards who play defense, and no, none better than Lynn Williams, who's having a an MVP type of year in the NWSL. Um, I think I would love to see her start up front, Ken, with Sophia Smith on the left and Rodman on the right. You know, the Netherlands cannot match that speed. And if they come out in a 3-5-2, Ken, which they, have, which they pretty much have been playing, that leaves space on the flanks for Smith and Rodman to exploit to get that ball into Williams to score. Um, so, yeah, but I'd be very surprised to see if... Uh, the Netherlands does that. I, I think they're going to go to four backs. But anyway, we'll see. This is the things that, that's why we tune in. Also, Julie Ertz, I don't believe she plays on the back line, Ken. I think they put Cook in. They move Ertz forward to play with Haran and Lavelle and Sanchez. Ashley Sanchez. I was not impressed with Andy Sullivan. I think she's very good, by the way. The Washington Spirit player right down the road, folks, get into going to see the NWSL. Shiva played this morning for Ireland, who was also there. And of course, Aubrey Kingsbury, who I don't know we'll see any time, but the Washington Spirit locally. Get down and see them if you can. The NWSL is has 61 players in the World Cup, Ken. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, it, it, it's come a long way for sure. Um, they lost some of their firepower. A um, couple, couple of players went overseas, which why wouldn't you? You make more money there. But let's go back. I, I, I like everything you said about, about the formation. I didn't hear a name there. I didn't hear. I. I, I you didn't I, hear Alex Morgan. I didn't hear Alex Morgan. <laughs> yeah. You 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 got her on the bench. Uh, you know it's bold. It's brave. But yeah, I do. I. That's just my take. I'd love to see the three of them up front. I think Alex, and struggled to connect with Smith and Rodman against that in that game against Vietnam, um, but, you know, and you've got to get. Lynn Williams some minutes it's a bold move but we've got 14 new players it's a new era in USA soccer I would love to see it okay I I would and I everything Alex Morgan I'm gonna say this it's gonna sound so terrible <laughs> everything Alex Morgan has done for the United States I, I truly appreciate and but she's not 22 anymore and she, even even in 
the 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 back pass on on the one goal was just it's it's magic. But that's what she can do now. But she can't she can't be that she can't be that nine anymore in the in the center that every everything's looking for. To me, the key to the entire thing is Rose Lavelle. Agreed. I, I think. I look. I, I'm biased. I was very upset when when she went overseas because she was going to play in DC. Um, right. But uh, <laughs> I was very upset um, when they. I was like, me no, too. No, I know. I love no. Lavelle. Um, the game against Viet- Vietnam changed when she came on the pitch. Agreed. She is so heads and shoulders above 99% of the players playing in the World Cup. Forget about the 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 professional league. I mean, she is a to me she's a top 5 player in the world that because of some injuries and some things just hasn't been able to be on that stage as much. Now, if she is she looked really fit when she came in the other night. Um I think she's the key of everything, and she not only uh, skill-wise, but understanding the game-wise and where the balls are supposed to be. I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they'll sit Morgan. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think he has the guts to do it. Um, but I would love to see it. It was really. And I just want to warn everybody, you can't take anything away from the Vietnam game. I heard people saying, oh, their touches were terrible, the middle of the field. They didn't need anything. They're, they're, I mean, they're literally sitting there never touching the ball in the back line and things like that. Um, so it, it's tough. This is going to be a much wide open, more wide-open game. With the Netherlands, what, what, what do the United States need to be fearful of? Well, good question. I was I was about to say Medima, Vivian Medina, but she is out with an you know, and I think that really matters, you know. So her replacement, not replacement, I shouldn't say that, is um and I I'm gonna pronounce this right, Lique Martins, who is thirty years old and you know, she's got fifty nine international goals, but I didn't see much from her in the game against Portugal, a one zero victory by the Netherlands. So you know, we'll see. They do have a ton of experience, Ken. This squad has chemistry. They've known each other. Uh, like five or six players have over 100 caps, unlike the USA. Right. You know, so it is going to be a really uh, a tough match, and I'm interested to get your score prediction in a minute. Mine? Oh, I don't know. It's it's a weird. It's been a weird. Nobody. No. Didn't we just have the first game where both teams scored in the World Cup? I think it was the second. But was it yeah, the second? But it doesn't like, happen much. It hasn't happened much. Right. And it's. It's weird. I mean, you made a really good point. I don't want to gloss over it too much with the women's game. But the 32 teams is huge because there are 10 teams that don't belong in the World Cup. I mean, let, let's call it what it is. They're just not ready for this stage yet. It's great. It's great for the build of the game. You know, it sort of sort of reminds me of the beginning of the WNBA. They had so many teams in WNBA that it, it seemed watered down because there wasn't – you couldn't have a team like the Aces are right now where you had, you know, big three, big four, and superstars on every team. Now you have superstars on every team. It doesn't feel as watered down anymore. Women's soccer on the international level is right there now. Like, you, you're expanding it. You're going to see the same thing with the Men's World Cup. When they expand it to 64, you're going to see 20 teams, maybe more, 
that just don't belong on the international stage. They're not ready yet because their games have now they're going to get in because they finished fifth in the Middle Eastern bracket and they're going to get their four teams in. But the fourth team from the Middle Eastern bracket isn't as good as the 12th team from the European bracket. Of course. It's part of the process. So that's, it's part it's, of the process. Yeah. And they're going to grow. And and uh, next time you see Vietnam, they'll be much better. For sure. Get a shot on goal, perhaps. But right now, you're not. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot more shutouts. Although we have seen some surprises. Can we talk about that? The, I mean, the, the Fran- Philippines? The Philippines. The debutants, Ireland, just was one up on Canada. Yeah. But couldn't hold on. But, but still. But we've seen, I mean, Canada, Canada with her, their 1-0. Uh, wasn't it France and Jamaica? That sounds tied, about right. Yeah, tied zero zero. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, you know, um, so you get so, surprises. So you get surprises. I mean, you know, I mean, France is one of the probably one of the top five favorites in the in the whole thing. Agreed. Um, I love France. Um, d- d- and, and so there's been some surprises, and that's where you know when people say you know it was boring and there haven't been many good games. I said you're sort of right. I said but you're gonna you're gonna get that this year tonight. You're, Tonight, tune in. Tonight's not going to be one of them. Tonight should be a good back and forth game. You know, um, I actually, I, I, I think I'm going to tell. You, I don't know what my score is going to be. I'll give it to you because I'm still processing that. Okay, <laughs> but it's going to be the highest scoring game of the tournament. Not total goals, but where both teams. I don't think there's been a game yet where both teams have scored two plus goals. I think the Agreed. I think the I think the it's been two to I think it's been one one, the ties. I don't think any team. I don't think there's been a two two. I don't think there's been a two one. Wait, I don't today think was two one. Canada beat. Oh, I didn't Ireland. see that. Okay, yet. okay. So so Canada, Okay, but it's going to be at least two to two. I don't know how many more it's going to be yet. Interesting. I, th- I think you're going to see a very wide open game because neither one of these teams is going to pack it in, and they're both talented. I think. I think the United States does win, and I think the the point you made, experience is great. But too much of that experience and too many 30-year-olds against a bunch of 21-year-olds does not work. And the United States can really athletically run circles. If they allow it to be a wide-open game, I think they can run circles around the Netherlands and just wear them down. I think it's going to be a very close game at the half I think the second half and especially the last 20 minutes I think the United States pulls away and I'm gonna go four two. Oh my gosh I would love to see six okay. goals I'm gonna go four two and I just think it's I think it's gonna be a wide open game because it's just the, the nature of these teams that first of all they don't neither one of them like to sit back um, we'll see what how the United States decides to play it um, as far as their lineup but um, they they have I like the United States going young early and bringing the veterans off the bench, you know, Agreed. second half, midway through the second half, and really take it home. Um, you know, but it's it, like 4-2 is my, my, my prediction. Maybe I'm just hoping for an exciting right. game. I'll, I'll let you in stone over here. So let you in stone. Yeah, okay. Thank you, please. Because yeah, all my predictions are so right. Um, <laughs> so, what, so, so let's talk general uh, World Cup. Um, you said the United States is not your pick. Who is your pick? Germany. Damn Germans. 
They, they, yeah. they are very good. Yeah, and my, my golden boot player is Pop, Alexander Pop. And it's only because last year, if you watched her go through the Euros, and Ken, she's 31 years old, mm-hmm. so it's like she's, a, she started, she's a seasoned player, and she just seems to get it done. And, you know, getting the ball in the back of the net. So that, that's my pick to win. Um, and I hope I'm wrong. I really, I really want USA to make history winning three in a row. Well, you know, it's one of those things. If you don't get the United States women this year, you may never get them. Okay? Because where the talent level that they have right now, they have they have kids that didn't make this roster that I'm just telling you, I'm like, she didn't make the roster? She didn't make the roster? It's like, what? What? Like what? who? Like, Give me some names. Davidson. Oh, Tierna. Yeah. Uh, Chicago. Chicago. How? 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 How is she off this? Now, I don't know if she's got an injury or a knock. She is coming off of it. She's a, one of the, she, she, to me, is one of the better outside backs that they have. Interesting. And so so that that's the one name. And they have a couple of other younger players that, that I think may have been may have been hurt or training or things like that. But they have so much youth and so much more that's coming. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the top teams outside of Germany – are getting older, and they don't have that youth. Agreed. You talk about, you made the great point with the Netherlands, they have so much experience. Well, so much experience means older. <laughs> it, it does. It does. It uh, sucks. I, have lot, I have lots of experience. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. It's, you know? it's the age-old ex- argument, isn't it, Ken? It is. You know? It is. So I, I just think if you're going to get the United States this year in the, in the women's game, this is the year to do it. Um, uh, there, There's a chain. There's going to be a you know, actually, with with Rapino um, uh, retiring at the end of the World Cup, um, you know the it's that's the official end of this era. I know Morgan's still there, but she's a little bit younger and and probably has another. I don't know if she hangs on for the next World Cup as a, as as a veteran leader or not, but mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll see. She's, I mean. In the NWSL, I mean, obviously she's scoring goals at record clips and, and things like that. I'd never want to see her take another penalty kick in my life. Exactly. Um, That's where we miss Pino, I tell well, you. That, I, that my money's it. on her 100 well, when, times out of 100. It was funny. When she stepped up and the announcer was talking about it and how much success she's had, I turned to my son. I was like, she's not a really good penalty taker. She never has been. They, there's a reason she's never taking them for the United States. Never. Yeah, they, I think she <laughs> she had make four four out of five in the NWSL, but it's, right. a, it's a different stage. Right? Yeah, they ne- like if Pino was on, and Carly was on, she never took them. Agreed. And so it's like, and I was like, and and she was the only one to take them. I mean, she was the only one that was going to take them because Rose wasn't on at the time, and Pino wasn't on at the time. So it's like, you know, unless you were going to take Horan or or Ertz to take it. She is the obvious one. They're not going to let the kids take it yet. Um, but it's like as soon as she stepped up, I'm like, and then she hit it. I'm like, oh, God. yeah, it was a terrible. It was a lot of pressure, but yeah, it's, it's a no terrible. Excuse. Yeah, to, to, you know, you know, they were talking about they were talking about, and then they started talking about how good the goalkeepers were against penalty kicks so far because 
the in the Canada game, uh, goalkeeper save. I was like, can we talk about how awful the penalty takers have been so far? Yeah, it's been- like, it was like you know, I, any save by a goal. Like my son's a goalkeeper. Any they can kick it right to him on a on a PK. It's the greatest save in the world on a PK. You're not expected to save him. But, exactly. But but yeah, it's 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 a lot of pressure. But I I, I hope she doesn't have to take any more. Um, let's talk a little W. Uh, you know, NWSL, um, as you're one of the voices, um, who are the top teams? Um, are they, are they doing the, the break like, like hockey does and things like that? And, and when do the, you know, how soon after the world cup do they, they pick back up and, and who should we be watching the rest of the way? Well, for starters, the world cup, July 20th to August 20th. So those 61 players, uh, representing the NWSL will not be available. They also did take a week-long break, but during this time of the FIFA World Cup, they insert what is called the League's Cup in the MSL. It. It's called the Challenge Cup okay. in the NWSL. And it's really, uh, when you talk about process, uh, KZ, it's important that all these other players get to step up. Kristen Hamilton scored a hat trick for Kansas City Current. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's exciting to see. We love seeing goals, right? Yep. So, um you know, I'm calling the game on Saturday night. Uh, again, it is um, Chicago Red Star, your Tierna Davidson team, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> struggling mightily, mightily struggling against uh, the um, Kansas City Current. So I'm excited because I'm a big fan of Christian Hamilton, and um, I think there's going to be a lot of goal scores. Uh, we'll be interested to see if Chicago steps up. But anyway, Challenge Cup. NWSL is, you know, it, North Carolina. Uh, w- w- I think uh, prime coach of the year candidate, Sean Nahas, and uh, the, they were getting crushed. Remember, Dabinia left, Caroline left, and yet, once again, he shouted for patience, and sure enough, they are now sitting at the top of the table. And I think there's maybe seven weeks left in the NWSL. The championship game is on November 11th on CBS. Please tune in. Uh, so, yeah, I just think you're getting most of the best – you know, players in the world. Uh, nobody, no other leagues can have more players in the World Cup than the NWSL. Yeah, um, it, it, that that is that is one hundred percent true. Um, and the great part is, is that you don't have to go too far if you live close. You know, it's that team over in DC. Amen. Uh, you can take check out. They they play at Audi as well. Do yeah. they play at Audi? They do. Fine. This year, they finally got you know up st- upstage to the men's. So I'm know. going. I'm going to RFK Sunday. Oh, what's happening? Uh, the premier, uh, the men's premier summer tour. Oh, who's playing? Um, so, it sounds awful. I know Chelsea's playing somebody. I know Fulham's playing somebody. But Chelsea game's the second game. It's two games for one. So you got, nice. you got, you got, you got a 12 o'clock game and you got a 245 game. So we're excited about that. That's cool. Um, so uh, lots of soccer around and and who better to hear than the lovely Jamie's Watson's voice on these broadcasts you are so wonderful thank you Ken I'm I'm having so much fun it is the best I love it it's awesome I don't want to do anything else I'm so happy for you thank you so proud of you because I I know it I know the journey I know the journey so so, you do you do and the one thing I love about you is the passion for soccer you are a man who will watch women's soccer Ken's tweeting me during the first the Vietnam game which I loved I love to see it and that's what we need is more more support all the way around to, you know, um, a, lift us up. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great game, and and you know, if you if you soured and you were turning for the first time and you say, no, I'm going to check this out, and you watch the Vietnam game, t- turn this one on, it'll get you back. It'll be a more 
up and down game. Um, oh you yeah, know, it, it 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 it'll be a lot more fun. Uh, Netherlands will not sit with people behind the ball. They're going to attack the United States, and it'll be it'll be fun. Can you uh can you hang around for the for the last segment? I'd you love to. Time? You need my prediction. I'd yeah, love to. I need your prediction. I need your prediction. But uh, just want to remind everybody that Stan the fan Charles has changed the format for his weekly shows. Now every Monday at 6 p.m., Stan will be joined by former Orioles pitcher Ross Grimsley and Press Box's managing editor Luke Jackson to break down the latest with the birds. Every Thursday night, Stan and Gary Stein. Gary Stein's still around. What do you Man. mean he's still around? He's, Man. Yeah, he's still around. I just like to mess with Gary Stein. <laughs> we'll still chat with a different newsmaker from the sports world. This week they chatted with Superbook oddsmaker John Murray. You can watch the shows live at facebook.com slash Pressbox or find them the next day at pressboxonline.com slash video and youtube.com slash pressboxonline. So join Stan, Ross, and Luke this and every Monday night. And, of course, don't forget Gary Stein yeah. on Thursdays. I mean, you can't forget Gary. Hey, uh, you're <laughs> listening to... And we'll program that they are on tonight. That is... Uh, so Stan wanted me to make sure I let you know that they are on tonight. They're gonna, Tonight's it, Wednesday. Yeah, I know tonight's Wednesday, but they're the, he did some programming uh, rearranging. So for this week, just this he week... He had a busy week with yeah. the, stepping in for Glenn. Yes, yes exactly. You know, so Glenn exactly. can you know, tweet from the beach. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they're they're going to have Rob Ambrose, uh, the former... Rob Towson. Ambrose. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Definitely uh, check that out. What, so... At six or seven, s- seven tonight. Seven tonight, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who's he with? Uh, I think it'll be Gary. It will be, be with Gary. Gary. Stan okay. and Gary. Stan and, and Gary. Coach Ambrose and Coach Ambrose. Very exciting. Very very exciting. You are watching, listening, whatever you're doing. I am KZ and for Glenn Clark Radio, and we'll be right back. Catch that festival feeling in Charm City. Everywhere you go, you'll find exciting entertainment, delicious eats, and endless summertime fun. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards, pick crabs by the waterfront, beat the heat inside a world-class museum, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of A.J. Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at AJMichaels.com. That's AJMichaels.com. Your summer destination is closer than you think at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. With an expansive gaming floor and incredible dining options ready for you to explore, your adventure awaits. Dine at the new Coho Korean Barbecue House coming in July or on the patio at the Prime Rib. Enjoy the summertime breeze at Orchid Smoking Patio. Limited time packages starting at $229. What are you waiting for? Book now. At Arundel Mills, must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call one 800 gambler all electronic tolling is here to stay in maryland and driveeasymd.com helps you cruise a little easier we're maryland's tolling resource home to easy pass pay by plate and video tolling it's never been easier to pay your way driveeasymd.com we'll keep you moving the Orioles are off and running out to prove that last season wasn't a fluke and they are one of the best teams in baseball. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, host of the Bat Around for Press Box. Tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon as Zach Goodman and I break down every Adley bomb, every Tony Tater, and every save from the mountain. Like a warm hug from Rutschman, the Bat Around has you covered with all things Orioles as we embark on what's sure to be a magical summer in Birdland. So tune in every Saturday for the best in Orioles coverage right here on the Bat Around. 
exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. One of the most special nights of the season on Friday the 4th, Navy Night. Come celebrate the newest plebe class. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday with our pregame touch-a-truck event. And it's the last of our big hitter bobbleheads, Colton Kowser on Sunday for the first 750 fans. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox, let us be your nine-inning vacation. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab-eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab-eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches. And top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? Again already? But I was in mid-sentence. Man. I gotta get my timing back. I need I need that little timer on the oh, wall yeah, again. A, yeah. yeah, the yeah, latest we... the latest edition of Press Box <laughs> is available now. And on the cover, Dave Ginberg remembers the goose as he looks back on the impact of the late Tony Saragusa had on both on both on and off the field in Baltimore. Plus he explains how Goose's kids are working to continue that legacy with Goose Flights program. Also inside Todd Karpovich profiles the path of Tyler Wells is taken to becoming a star in the Orioles rotation. And you'll find a special summer travel guide with information about events and activities throughout the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 different Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. So we are back and we are... Here for our last segment, we got lots to do this segment. Jamie has been kind enough. We were talking off the air a little bit about how how you get more eyes on on the women's game, and and the World Cup is always the springboard. You know, it was the springboard to the National League. You know, the I guess the second generation of the National League as we know it now. <laughs> Uh, right. You know, to to get more eyes and and they'll they'll have that. And what I was about to say as we came back is like I wish that the and I know they're starting for the first time. You talked about the Concaf Gold Cup for for the women's side, which which will be great. But they need to do more of that with the national team. They need to have more friendlies that are televised and promoted better from. Fox and from ESPN when they're on ESPN and things like that. It 
it's just they seem to have the TV starting momentum behind them. I still think that the offices of not only the United States women's team, but the NWSL, their marketing department needs to step it up. They need to let the common person that's not the soccer fan that doesn't follow it like you and I, and we're, 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 we're saying Griffith, you're the one that they need. Like you're, you're the guy, you're the viewer that they need to pay attention on a Wednesday mm-hmm. night, not during the season of the World Cup, that the United States is taking on Zimbabwe in the United States friendly and who the players are and, and start to get more interactive and because and, the game is growing. And it's good that it's growing, but it's also you have to be smart how you grow it. And my example was with this World Cup, there are, you know, you expand to 32, there are six to eight teams that don't belong. From a talent standpoint, it's great Agreed. that they're here. It's great that they're doing. But the more leagues you have and the more opportunity you have, yes, it's great for the women, but it also waters down each league a little bit. It it waters down the World Cup. When we get to the round of 16, this is going to be a dogfight of a tournament because there, to me, are six teams that I can name you right now that can win the World Cup. Go ahead. Okay. Go. I think, well, United States, Germany. I think the Netherlands can win the World Cup. I think France can win the World Cup. Okay. Um, Spain? I, I, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's probably seven. But, yeah, uh, right. but, but we just named five teams that we think can win the World Cup. I wonder, When you get to the point where there's 12, and 12 teams that can win the World Cup, then 32 makes sense. But right now, until you get to 16, I don't think... Give me, give me your surprise team if you have one that's going to make the final sixteen. In Brazil. Oh, not oh, 16? 16. Ooh, 16. Um, I can't find one. Right. I can't find a, a surprise team. Right. Yeah, I'd have to look and that's at that. My, and that's my thing. Yeah. When when you can finally start to have the team, somebody break through. It's not expected to make that final sixteen. Sort of a. Two, time, two times ago when Italy in the Men's World Cup was on its way down, and all of a sudden they didn't make the World Cup at all. It's like, right. oh, how much talent is there around? Italy's not making a World Cup. Italy's a perennial favorite every year to make the World Cup. Until you're, and, and you're building towards that, and you have, to get, you have to walk to 32 before then, but for the lay fan, these early games, some of them are not going to be very exciting. And when you're getting 6 nothing. And you're getting zero zero. I think soccer zero zero soccer, if it's played the right way, is some of the most exciting, exhilarating sporting content you can find. Agreed. But how how you feel about zero zero soccer games? Uh, I mean, yeah, if it's you know, if there's a lot of chances, obviously, and and you get some you know some magnificent saves, some great defense being played. Then what yeah, if you I didn't see? What if, it, what if what you if know, you didn't see the game? Uh, then yeah, I'm not gonna be too interested. Yeah, if you didn't see the game, you're like, oh. yeah. I just wasted. Oh, I just wasted a hundred minutes, and nobody yeah. did anything. You know, you know. It already. I, I, I'm a big. Do you watch the Big Bang Theory? No. Okay. You watch the Big Unfortunately, Bang. Unfortunately, no, I don't. Unfortunately, no. There's a scene there where two of the main characters are wrestling, and the third one is the referee, and he finally says, "He goes, he goes, guys, we've been here for a half hour. Nobody's touched anyone." <laughs> and it, it, it reminds me of that. Like people like say that about zero zero games. Like. Okay, I've been here for ninety minutes and nobody's done a thing, and and that's 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 the problem. It's like, does a zero zero game that you see make you want to tune into the next game? It doesn't. So how do we make that exciting? We start right. to we, we we start to 
let people see more zero zero games on TV more often so they should can we, see how exciting it is. Should we do what the NFL does? Should we have our cornerbacks lay down and just make it an offensive league and well, you're about touchdowns to. and right? If you if so you, should, should if th- you listen if you listen to the governing bodies of 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 soccer, they're about to really screw up the game. Gee, wait, they like pull defenders off the field? No, they're they're like, about to make off they're about to oh, the there's the offside oh, yeah. to is which okay, whatever you want to say with VAR and all that stuff. You know, if any part of your body is ahead of the last defender, you're offside. Mm. Well, now they're going to try. Yeah. Now they're trying to change it to your entire body. If any part of your body is even with the defender, you're not offsides. So you could have your toenail. So they're going to reverse how they do VAR. First, it was going forward. Now they're going to go backward. If your toenail is even with the last defender, but your entire rest of your body's forward, forward. you're now onside. If this gotcha. passes. You want to talk about an open game? That's going to open the game. Zero well, zero will be a thing of the past. Shout out to Glenn Clark, who we worked together at Loyola, and he would like to eradicate the entire offside altogether. <laughs> By the way, Glenn, thanks for having me on. And I just can we pivot to football for one second because I'm looking at the Lamarometer. Ah. What a brilliant that Lamarometer <laughs> kept me in yes. like my, my while Lamar was renegotiating and. Uh, just a brilliant idea. I just assumed it was yeah. Glenn's, but um, it's so I can't believe I'm seeing it in person. I love it, and I think the Ravens win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I know I'm a, a positive a positivity person, but I see, I, about you. I see it in 58 <laughs> and 59. So and Lamar will make good on his um, his uh, uh, statement of I'm going to bring a Super Bowl here. Should we give her the Would You Rather for the Ravens? Today? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, the Would You Rather. Hold on, hold on I got to make. No, I got to make sure. Do you hear the Would, would You Rather the Ravens go 10 and seven? Make the playoffs, but once again, bow out after the first playoff game. Or make it to the Super Bowl, but lose 45-3 to in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, <laughs> who does these questions? Is that Glenn? That was me. Oh, that was you. All right, brilliant question. Because I just think they're going to get to the Super Bowl and win. That's my answer. I'm no, terrible. you can't. I'm That's terrible. That's not how you the rather. game works. Yes, this is it's <laughs> either or. I'm a, the I'm game works either guess. or. I'm a terrible guest. I can't stand these, uh, by the way. The, I see, They're great. I see Glenn does them all the time, and I'm yeah, just like, what, oh. Your answer should not, get you ridiculed on Twitter now. That's yes. what Glenn goes back and does. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, exactly, right. I got, I, yeah, I, I'm not the best person for that um, game. So let's move on. <laughs> so so before we move on, because we got lots of things to do, we're going to go through the would you rathers um, again. This, do we have any responses? Do we? Uh, yeah, do we can go over some, some go of the responses. responses and we have totally yes. tubular, and we have all that. What's your score prediction for tonight's game between okay. the U.S. and the Netherlands? That's so funny is that, you know, I'm, I really uh, have looked at it, and I just think it's not going to be a high score. <laughs> Completely opposite of what Ken said. I want it to be, but I think on this stage, the revenge factor from the Netherlands, you know, the, the, the USA, um, number one ranked team in the world, uh, what is, I think, their last um, – not 10 matches they're 8 1 and 1 all time undefeated in their last 9 over the Netherlands the USA is favored to win i do think they win but i think it's going to be a struggle i think it's going to be a 1-0 USA victory hmm. hey that, that, i don't care i don't care 4-2 or 1-0 if the yeah. united states wins i'm all for it but 
be a little bit more nail biting with one zero. Who are the uh, who are some of these younger players? I mean, you guys are talking about you know the Rapinos are go- are moving on the Alex Morgans. Who are the young players that you know my generation should be looking out for tonight? As, as well, we talk about the future, Lynn, Lynn Williams is Lynn's Williams is going to be one. Rodman's going to be another one. Smith's going to be another one. I mean, Rose Lavelle is still young, young enough that I mean, I, I'm biased. I think she's the greatest soccer player in the world. Uh, she could literally be messy if this if the United States would let her. Oh my gosh. Okay. He is stepping no, out no, on Lavelle. She, she is she messy to me is magic. Okay. He's, he's just genius. Magic. He's just magic. Genius. She's magic to me. Whenever she's on the field, whatever team she plays for is instantly different when she's on the field and when she's off the field. And she's such a difference maker to me. And you can play her literally anywhere. You could play her as um, center mid, you could play her as uh, attacking forward. You could even put her outside if you needed to because she has the speed to do it. Her foot skill is just different um, than any other player, even on the United States team. Um, you know, if, if, if you think the United States is the best team in the world, and I know they're ranked one, but if you think they're the best team in the world, to me she's the best player on the best team in the world. Agreed. Let me answer your question, though. Na- I mean, Roosevelt, too, but Naomi Gurma on gotcha. the back line, Alana Cook, they only have a handful of, I forget the exact number, of appearances playing together. So that back line is young. That's something that the Netherlands is going to hope to exploit. You've got the veteran Kristen Dunn as an outside outside back, Crystal Dunn. And then one of my favorite players is Emily Fox, com- criminally underrated, plays for the North Carolina Courage in the NWSL. So it's a young back line, except for Dunn. So the midfield is, I think, the key, which is where Rose Lavelle lives. Ken, do you think she gets the start tonight? I, I think it's. I think she has to. I agree. I think she has to. This is you didn't start her the other day. That's fine. You know, I understood that. But this is the game you got to win. The next game, the next game you're going to win. Right. You're going to. You're going to. This is th- the game. You're going to throw ten people on the field. I know they play with eleven. I don't count the goalie. The goalie goes where they go. Sorry, goalie dad doesn't count. Um, <laughs> you know, any ten that they choose, they're going to win the next game. You have this is the game. There's nothing held back, and as far as a team goes, they've had the longest break between game one and game two of any other team. Not only do they have youth, but they've had the longest break. So great stuff. You know, you know, you can you can do it. Another one's played what two days ago. Yeah, Portugal 1-0 you know, win. I mean, yep. I, I just everything runs through Lavelle for me. I know she does, and she's not. She doesn't even get get the credit she's deserved. Agreed. Um, or, 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 within the team, and I know it's it's going. But I I would love for them to do what you said. I would love to see them start the young kids up front and make a statement early. Yeah. It, 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 the question is, is how challenging was that knock to Lavelle's knee in April? She hadn't played since April until she appeared in Vietnam second half. So she looked good to me. You know, prayers up that she is absolutely 100% ready to go. Rose Lavelle wants to make a point that she is indeed, as Ken says, one of the best midfielders in the world. And that left foot of hers is lethal. She scored, all of us remember in 2019, she scored that goal, the second goal after Pino's PK kick, to really ice and cement that second Women's World Cup uh, back-to-back. I'm sorry. The How many stars do the USA have? Wait, let me ask Griffin. How many, how many stars 
How many stars does the USA have, meaning how many World Cups have they won? Gosh, if it looks like four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot we were on camera. Darn, yeah. I was trying yeah. to. Uh, I, yeah, so we are the number one. I just would love to see them come out with all that confidence that we are a four-time world champion. And Ken, back to Germany. Their last World Cup, they were the only other team to win back-to-back championships, okay? And that was 2007. It's been 16 years. You think Alexander Pop and that team, you know, Germany and Japan are two of the most disciplined, tactical teams that I find extremely fun to watch because they're just, they're so good and clean at the way they play yeah i i look i i don't know if they win the world cup uh the united states this year germany is the is the team that scares me the most as well who um, is your pick have you gone out on that limb yet i, I didn't pick anyone i said i Come said on, i said the united states versus germany would you in the rather finals. <laughs> i said i said the united states versus germany in the in the cup final me too yeah i mean that's that's my cup final and you know and to me if, if i think the united states at that point could beat them, but I don't know if they're the favorite going into the game. It would be so fun to watch. I can't wait to see I, that I, one. I, I'll text you. Just got to get there. <laughs> yep. Just got to get there. We can go somewhere and watch it together. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Find a bar. What's on TV tonight? Uh, you want to do two players yeah, now? Yeah, let's do that. We'll do things out of order? Let's right. do, why you know, we'll do, I, don't uh, like, I don't like to do it like Glenn does. Okay. It, it's true. It's Ken Zalis Radio today. Yeah. Uh, so on Masson, the Orioles will be on Masson 1 tonight. This was uh, this is always, Glenn always makes a point of whenever the Orioles are on Masson well, you 2. Well, can't, you can't figure it out. The other day, so somebody that's out of town, Masson and Masson 2 both listed the Nats game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. so I'm going back and forth. It's difficult to do on the, their app. Isn't easy. The Masson app, yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's no, not it's easy. Not. No, it's not. I, okay, uh, it works. It works, but it's not easy to configure because every time you click on Masson two, it automatically goes back to Masson, and then you got to do the thing up top. It's just, it's, it's really annoying. Yeah, um, uh, I don't deal with the, I don't deal with the app. I do, so I do the MLB TV package, and then I have to get a yeah. a VPN to oh, kind of change my location okay. because well, I don't have cable. So that's, 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 that's my, that's my. That's way to a young watch. thing. I, I don't know what all that means. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so the Orioles play at six. So yeah, perfect timing. The uh, the, the yeah, no, it's, no, it's a, my TV's done. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have I'll have three cats on on the I couch. We're, say, we're, we're good. We're good. His cats. We're good. Brad, Bradish versus Suarez tonight. Bradish versus Ranger Suarez. That's at six. Uh, the Rockies Nationals. Uh, that game starts at noon. Actually, so that starts in about ten fifteen minutes. Uh, U.S. against the Netherlands at nine on Fox. That's on Fox. FS1 will have. Uh, we'll have. I'm trying to skip ahead to like what games are on tonight. So 3:30 will in the morning will be Portugal and Vietnam on Fox Sports One. Uh, ESPN is going to have Braves, Red Sox. The rest of the baseball just go to GlennClarkRadio.com. Uh, Leagues Cup, uh, DC United in the Montreal Impact on Apple TV at 7:30. Um, and then for sports, that's those are the highlights. Washington Mystics take on the Minnesota Lynx on NBC Sports Washington or NBA TV. AEW Dynamite, which uh, Glenn has to me. Mi- mi- which, which says I have to mention. That's you on do TBS. have to mention. Yes. Uh, non-sports for you, which is what I gather uh, together every week. Uh, not uh, well. It's the season one finale of Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. This is the Marvel, uh, the Marvel show with uh, Nick Fury. Uh, Secret Invasion season one finale. A new episode of Hijack on Apple TV Plus with uh, Idris Elba, and a new season of uh, the Greatest Bit, the Great British Baking Show on Netflix. And, uh, yeah, the rest, it's Shark Week as well. So, so you can just throw on Discovery at any point in the day, f- figure out what the sharks are up to. Do they, do they ever make new ones? Because every, yeah, every yeah. year well, this, I go. This week, yeah, this is all Every the new year episodes. I go on, it's the same shows I've seen for a decade. I think, mo- like, uh, like 
Is there a new At sharks? least like eight o'clock, I think, is when they typically do the. They all have the new ones. I know they but have I'm pretty sure it's like new episodes pretty much throughout the day, or does at it, least the new new stuff for this year. Does Aquaman least. swim with the sharks at any point? <laughs> I don't know if he's swimming with the sharks this yeah. year, but I know he is like hosting. hosting. I don't know how I don't know how that works, but he's hosting Shark Week. <laughs> Can we talk? Um, are you done? Yes. Can we yes. please? I just want to revisit one thing about yes. the the, the defense. This is the USA is going to be their first defensive test tonight at nine p.m. on Fox TV. By the way, uh-huh. um, how do you think? That young back four, plus, just want to mention, I, I do love Alyssa Nair. I'd love to get your goalkeeper father opinion on her. Uh, she plays for Chicago, and they have the most goals scored against them in the NWSL. Now that you can blame the black line for that, the back line, which you, your Tierna Davidson plays for, but that Chicago's just a mess and struggling. So the first see, defensive see she test. Gave me, she gave me a shot. We've been, <laughs> we've been back together for 30 minutes. She, shot, she just took a shot. It's not time apart, though. You know, we, we, we're just connected. <laughs> anyway, so so what is your opinion? The first defensive test tonight against Alana Cook and Naomi Gurma and Emily Fox, these youngsters can. I think you're you're going to have one of your vets in the back four. You think Ertz is going to go back there again? Yeah, I think I think Ertz is going to go back there. Okay. Um, All right. I, I think if you put if Lavelle starts, you can you can afford that. Agreed. Um, I, I don't think they go. <sighs> I am not a fan of Nayer. Mm. I think her greatest attribute is how she reacts during PKs. I think she's a very good PK goalie. I don't think she is very technically sound. I don't think she's a good distributor of the ball. And I think her and I think because of those two things, she 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 gives up she will make the spectacular say there are two types of goalies. There are there are spectacular goalies and then there are just solid goalies. My my son is a is a solid technically sound goalie. He doesn't always have to make the athletic save because he's in the right spot. Gotcha. She has to make the athletic save because she's not in the right spot. And I think her judgment on coming out on balls is suspect. Okay. How about uh, do you think uh, either Casey Murphy or Audrey Kingsbury is better than Nayer? think they're both better than her because I think they're both more technically sound my problem is the experience factor for both of them yeah but I thought on the world stage it's a different so it matters for goalkeepers it it does it does you have to have that experience and because this goes back to my friendlies and goes back to I wish they would play more we don't see those other two goalies a whole lot Aubrey Kingsbury, right down there at Audi Field, folks. She is don't, earned her way onto this team. Uh, Terrific. I'm, I'm. I don't know her. I love Kingsbury. I have watched her train, because Jonah's goalie trainer was was Bill Hamid's goalie trainer. Okay. So we've been there. I'm a fan of hers. Yep. I. She got great stats in the NWSL. But she. But again, why don't we see her in the second half of a friendly? When they did leading up to, they did their tour, and they did these friendlies leading up, why, what, and I know why, but why did Nair play every second in goal? Now, wait a minute. She was only named to the team only before the, no? 
Who? Before uh, Kingsbury. I don't know when she was named to the team. And I, I thought she was named, and then there was only one friendly, which she didn't. I think. But they why? Felt, but why? Yeah, it's a good question. But why? I, why? You know, you know. You know you, what Nair gives you. You know, you yeah. know. I mean, I'm not saying she's the, she's going to get replaced right now, but it's just like I, I was never a fan. Who was the before uh, Turner, the Maryland kid? Um, who was who was uh, whatever? Oh. Who was the Maryland kid that was the U.S. goalie? Wasn't a fan of his. He's, he, they're the same. He was athletic as could be. His distribution and his judgment were terrible. And that's what Nair is. I, I okay, just, interesting. I just... I love your opinions. I just... it, And she's done great. I mean, again, you know, you're spoiled sometimes because... But, but your point is well taken. She is playing with some younger people in front of her. So that's where the veteran has to step up. For sure. I mean, so, the loss of Becky Sauerbrunn, you know, uh, well it's, that's, I, I, listen, just from a leadership oh, perspective, yeah. I, th- I thought, I thought, Zach Steffen. So, so, yeah. Yes, uh, Steffen. Never, never a fan of Stefan. Zach Steffen. Yeah, okay, Zach gotcha. Steffen. Never a fan of Stefan. Was never a fan of his because, again, spectacular, but then he would make the stupid mistaken distribution or when to come out. And that's, and, and, and I hope that doesn't happen. Um, because she, she's made some incredible saves over her time, especially, some again, she's that athletic goalie that makes that spectacular save. So it makes you forget about all the other mistakes. So agree. We'll, we'll see. Where were we? What, what are we doing now? <laughs> it'll be uh, so. It'll be so interesting. I can't uh, wait. Thirteen straight World Cup wins for the United States. They are the favorite. That you know they got to come in and they got to show it. But they've got all these new people. What happens? I don't know. You got to tune in and watch. Tune in. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I I'm wait. on the Where edge of my seat. I'm up all night watching all these games. That's we, how good it is. We can keep talking soccer if you want, or uh, we can we can play Would You Rather, and then uh, I'll give you a tidbit, and we can uh, yeah, let's we can do wind, that. Wind down. Let's yeah. do that. Let's do the ti- let's do. Uh, would you rather? And okay. then the tidbit. Yeah, Jamie, you're welcome to stick around, or uh, you, but but thanks oh, so she's much. Staying. Yeah, she's staying. She's staying. Okay. Uh, right. Now Ten I have to. Staying. Now staying. I have to. All right. Uh, first, would you rather? Shohei Otani. The Orioles pull off the trade, and the package is Jordan Westbrook, Connor Norby, Joey Ortiz, and DL Hall. Or no way, you're good. Ken, what's your answer? So my answer is no way, we're good. Okay. And the reason. The reason for that is uh, there's you you can't I know they're they're from a, a a point of strength and probably next year when holidays here you could probably do without that package. How much de- when you take away so much death for a rental? The only way it makes it worthwhile is if you win the World Series. I don't know that he guarantees you to win the World Series. May guarantee you to get there. I don't know if it guarantees you to win the World Series. So, uh, I mean, it'd be so exciting if they got Otani and like that package is. I mean, yeah, Westberg and I mean Norby and Ortiz already don't fit like on this current team. Assuming obviously we don't, we'll see what happens with Gunner. I mean, having to leave early yet last night, um, but like that doesn't seem too bad. You know, all things considered, like they still hold on to Kerstad. They still they still have. Uh, obviously, the core of everybody else and 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 cows are still in there. I mean, I guess it, it it wipes your infield out a good bit, but you know, lose all your you lose a lot of depth. Now, yeah. the key is that you still have Mayo down there, mm-hmm. and you, you still, still have Mayo. Holiday, you still have Prado. Like Prado. I, mean, I mean, you have to. I just I don't want to do it for a rental. What I would love them to do is do it and sign them, and then I'm all yeah. for it. Of course, they're not going to do that. No, but yeah, it doesn't. That sadly. doesn't seem likely. But, uh, I mean, it would be so exciting. It is so hard for me to say to say no, and I think uh, I think I'm going to say 
to hell with it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Um, rest of Twitter's pretty split, actually. Uh, we get a couple. Uh, it, it's really pretty split between people saying they do it or not they do it. Uh, PFF Sean says he'd throw in Adley and Gunner and Kowser and Felix Bautista, and, he's still, and he would still take Otani. I mean, that's how badly he wants Otani. I know. Come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I love it. I mean, we lo- look. You, you, Griffin just poked the bear. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're not doing all that. I mean, it, it, no, 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 no. No. Why would you all of that? Come on! <laughs> and I did. I did forget to mention. Uh, would you rather? Would you, Would you rather Wednesday? Brought to you by BirdlandSports.com. So uh, anyone that participates on Twitter uh, automatically entered for a chance to win a T-shirt from BirdlandSports.com. Right there in front of you, Ken. I don't know if you can reach. I it, can't reach it. I'm I'm really. Yeah, I have short arms. I'll hook you up. There, there you, you go. go. Hold that. That's the Felix Bautista, the Mountain uh, T-shirt. You can get T-shirts like that and many, many more at BirdlandSports.com. Uh, continuing along, would you rather number two, the Ravens, as we already uh, talked about this one, go ten and seven uh, and lose in the first round, like it seems like they they continue to do, uh, or they do make it to the Super Bowl and lose forty-five to three. All right, I'll take the Super Bowl. Okay. All right, Jamie. Jamie, we'll give an answer. Yeah. That. Super Bowl, Ken. I mean, I'm going to go with the Super Bowl as well. I mean, you, you, it would, you would just have to be okay. Here's what you have to be okay with. You'd have to be okay with all the ridicule after the Super Bowl. You that, lost by 42 that, points. That with the Ravens and towards Lamar and, and just be okay with it because you lost 45-3. to You have nothing to say. Because obviously, if it's forty-five to three, Lamar hasn't played well. Yeah, they were out coached. That everything went wrong. But I still, I I rather them. I rather them get to the Super Bowl and lose like that than to have another first round exit. Yeah, and the other thing with that is, you, Glenn and I kind of talked talk about it a, a lot with the twenty twelve team. Is you know they came so close in twenty eleven, and then losing in New England the way that they did, it right. kind of propelled them to. Obviously, this isn't kind of it's not going to be a heartbreaking Super Bowl loss, but I mean, you get to the Super Bowl and then you just completely poop the bed like that. Here's yeah. here's my feeling: we don't know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. We've with this, been with this to two Super Bowls, yeah. and we've won both. So, hey. And plus, you know, everybody gives us heck anyway. You know, the whole national media, we're always underdogs. It drives me crazy, but it, it, this this city is, sticks together with our team. Mm. And, you know, just bring it on. Just whatever. Say what you want. The Ravens going to come out, and they're going to come out swinging. I also feel like it'd be, if they got to the Super Bowl and lost by six touchdowns, like, I feel like there'd be... Some built-in defense in there, like oh Lamar got hurt on the first play, or you know I don't know the entire defense got hurt over over the weekend. Like I don't know, yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know how that happens, uh, like like how that happens. No. But I feel like it would be somewhat defendable, and then you can still have that chip on your shoulder of uh, we 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 were we were in the Super Bowl. We'll we'll get back. Could go, um, could go so yeah, the people in Buffalo. I'll take Super Bowl. Uh, let's see. Hmm, mostly Super Bowl. Uh, Ryan Frazier says he'll go ten and seven in the playoffs. Uh, I, if I already know in the other scenario, they lose in the Super Bowl anyway. So if they if they lose, he yes he's saying he would rather them get, get it the over better with. Ver- get the better draft pick. Of yeah, course, get the better draft always got to think about the draft. <laughs> better draft pick. Uh, For hang sure. the banner, AFC champs. Uh, so yeah, well, okay. most people are leaning towards the Super Bowl. Uh, and then finally, our last question: You can only trade for one San Diego Padre, Blake Snell, the starter, or Josh Hader to help bolster the bullpen. I think, and uh, this is changes for me on a daily basis, <laughs> but I think you just got to go Snell because of the innings that the starters have thrown so far. I, I just think you're going to need four or five starts from somebody else along the way to limit. I mean, all everybody's going to pitch a career high this year outside of Gibson maybe, and maybe even him. 
Um, I just think you got to go Snell. And one thing this didn't say, so it's not part of it, is like this is the only trade. So go get a different bullpen arm besides yeah. Hater. But but I think you need both. But if it can only get one of the Padres, I think you got to give. I think you got to go Snell. I think it helps them long term this year. I, I think it saves the saves more pitchers by having that one extra starter. Yeah, uh, I mean, after last night, like you said, I f- it changes every day. Yeah, it changes. But every I day. mean, after last night, I feel like it keeps happening where it's like. Felix Bautista is the only guy that we can trust right now mm-hmm. in the bullpen, and thank God he is literally nails every time he's in and, and 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 gets the job done. But I mean, adding a Josh Hader to have him available on a night where you don't have—I mean, we keep saying Cano and Bautista, but I mean Cano is 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 turning. I mean, he he's been very shaky. It's hard to trust him now every time too. Yeah. So so I so if it if if the if we make one trade, I feel like it. <sighs> I mean, yeah, like the Tyler Wells thing is, is really worrisome too. I'll take Josh Hader. I'm going to take Josh Hader, another all-star caliber closer, um, and, and add him to the bullpen that has been shaky over over uh, the over the last month-ish. Um, and uh, I, I'm kind of alone, though. Uh, yeah, most people are only are, – most people are on Blake Snell. Uh, uh, Ivan says, you know, like you said, <laughs> Blake Snell and then go get David Robertson or another arm. But it's would you rather. You yeah, know? it's would you rather. And, and, <laughs> but, but, and, I, and I get that. And that's, you know – that's probably the right answer at the end of the end of the day um, is, is, you know, go get a different arm. But, you know, if we can only have one and it's the only one, mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm listening to Stan too much and he still <laughs> thinks that D.L. Hall will be a bullpen a reliever, arm for him. Yeah, well, D.L. Hall might not ever be a major league pitcher. Well, at least I, I guess not with the Orioles. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I Who knows? I mean, he's, I, he's still down in whatever he's in right now. You know, mm-hmm. but in Florida. Yeah. Yes. Uh, tidbit wise, uh, I will give you some, uh, some some random some random stats from the last day or so. Okay. Um, start with uh, Salvador Perez. He hit his 240th career home run, which ties him for the third most home runs by a primary catcher since the year 2000. Do you want to try to guess who uh, who what catchers, what primary baseball catchers have uh, more home runs than Salvi since 2000? Since 2000. Yeah, since 2000. <laughs> no, I don't. All right, Brian McCann has the most, 282. Victor Martinez, 246, and he is tied with Jorge Posada now. Would never have gotten any of you them. Would have gotten any of them. They're All too right. far back for me. Do you um, know how many? Do you have any clubs? Uh, Lionel Messi has scored. He scored last night, uh, and he scored against his 100th club. 100th club. 100th club. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. In, in, club, in, in his club career uh, yeah. as, as uh, Inter Miami. Inter Miami took down Atlanta United. Yeah. It. Uh, are you gonna go see him? I mean, once I get a raise somewhere. Did you see the prices that I, they? I thought they, they dropped like the tweet that said down to seventy dollars. Oh. No, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, because it was like hot yeah. as you know what. And then yeah. after Messi exited the field in the seventy seventh minute, there was an exodus. Was, oh, of course, there was nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know what? I, if I can, I would like to because it's one one of those once in a lifetime things. Agreed. Um, so if I can make it work, I probably will. Um, but you know the the prices I saw. Yeah, forget um, it. Right. So so we looked at we looked at when he was going to play the Red Bulls up Coming in New up, York, yeah, because Jonah will be up there, and we we're like, oh, and do the it. Chi- the cheapest ticket oh. <laughs> was twelve hundred dollars. It's oh New York. Gosh. It's New York. And I was like, go fly uh, out to Cincinnati. The next one. Drive I, out to Cincinnati, yeah. right? Hey, right? Like, it's Ohio. Yeah, I was just like, you know, maybe, maybe, 
maybe what I'd like to do is wait till next year when 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 it you dies know down it, it dies down yeah. a little bit and there's a full season. I have more than one opportunity to do it, but I. I you know, I got college to pay for now. I, I can't. I can't throw twenty four hundred dollars on two tickets to see Messi play. I, I, I just can't. Just can't do it. Did uh, you get? Did you give? Excuse me. Did you give me your golden boot winner for the women's World Cup? I did not. And your dark horse, please go. My, I, I, I mean, if 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 the United States wins, I mean, you, you're. I'm going to tell you that my dark horse is Rodman. Ooh, okay. Minus Smith. Okay, um, because I think Smith will be keyed upon mm-hmm. the rest of the way. Okay, now that she's introduced herself. Good um, point. I guess, I guess I'll go the German. Pop. Pop. Oh, well, good reason. She's got sixty-four international yeah, goals. I mean, she's she's, she's just, good at what she does. She's good. I mean, if they, if I believe that those two teams are going to be in the finals. There you go. Then, they go the I, longest. Then I have to yep. go. I have to go in that direction. Okay. I like it. All right. Write that down, please. Okay. okay. All right, all <laughs> Just kidding. Get yeah. Ken's, all of Ken's predictions down so yeah. we can see how wrong so he is see, in, a, in a couple yeah, weeks. Because Ken's predictions are always wrong. <laughs> Maybe Glenn Clark could uh, email his in as well. Mm. Uh, so finally, Justin Herbert inked his, uh, it linked his extension uh, Did. last, I guess, yeah, yesterday. yesterday afternoon. Uh, five-year extension. $262.5 million across five yes. years. Uh, and he is he so uh, you know a big reason for that he is the most passing yards in the first three seasons by uh, any quarterback ever in their first three seasons he has fourteen thousand. I want to see if you can name the top five here, Ken, quarterbacks with the <sighs> most passing yards in their first three seasons. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is in the top five. Dan Marino. Third. Dan Marino is just outside of the top five. Uh, he had eleven thousand uh, four hundred thirty, and uh, he would be seventh. At seventh most um, in his first three. Thank you for the love, Griffin. Mm. Elway? Uh, not Elway. Hmm. I'm trying to think of the first three seasons. Elway's pretty far down. Really? Really? Yeah. Mm. I mean, Too much running. Yeah. Too much handing off. Mahomes? Not Mahomes. So since he sat out his first year. Oh, uh, yeah. so that doesn't count. Yeah. Ah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So he first started right years. away. First three years. Let's see. Who else is... I mean, they are all. There, let's see. One, uh, I was going to say they're all probably older. Two, no, they're all like they're all pretty pretty. Uh, from the last since twenty ten. Yes, Joe Burrow is fourth on the list mm. behind okay. Peyton Manning. Had eleven thousand seven hundred. Peyton had twelve thousand two hundred. So we're looking for two and five now on the list. Two and Kent, five. please. Um, they're both. Uh, yeah, they were both number one overall uh, picks. That doesn't help me. Since uh, let's see, the one was. Well, I don't want to give it away. Since twenty ten, they both have been. Number one overall draft. As a draft guy, I should know that, but yeah. I'm terrible. You don't care about the the top. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm better. Know, yeah, we always I'm know so, the top. Who the top? I always be, know so. the top, but I always, always forget. Um, let's see. I'm trying to trying to go down the list. Uh, wouldn't be Josh Allen, would it? No, not Josh Allen. Number one picks. Yeah, number one overall. Oh, number one overall, not yes. just first round picks. Who were the first round picks? I know, right? Why can't it? Boy, wait. Because I can't. It did not blaze us, apparently. Give me me years 2012 and 2015. They still both still in the league? Uh, No. That's what I was going to say. One one still is in the league. 2015 is. But 2012 had a uh, pretty pretty early retirement. Luck. Yep, Andrew Mm, Luck. Andrew Andrew Luck is second on this list. That was a good hit. Wow, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just under 13,000 yards. Out of sight, out of mind. Right, right? Yeah. 
And then Herbert Luck Manning Burrow in the number five. Hint. Throws a lot of interceptions as well as uh as well as yards and touchdowns. Feels like a lot I'm of people. I'm gonna hate myself, but because it's probably so freaking. He's awesome. now a backup. I, th- I think in still, New Orleans. Still in the league. Yeah. Who's the backup in New Orleans? Jameis Winston. Jameis oh, wow. God I would never, never have yeah. gotten that. Jameis Winston started with the Buccaneers number one overall yeah, he did. in 2015. I just didn't. I can't believe he threw for that many yards. Yeah. That early. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He just he was, can't. He, he can't get out of his pick. own way. No. I remember that. But it's like the because you see it, you saw the talent. I mean, he throws for. He did. I mean, I didn't think he threw for it that soon. Well, I was always rumored. I mean, after he got the eye surgery, so that now he could see that he wasn't, you know, his teammates who he was supposed to be throwing. Is that a joke? <laughs> well, <laughs> he, did like get, he did get, <laughs> eye, get surgery. eye surgery. <laughs> so he was better off not knowing where he's just yeah. throwing the you ball. You're deadpanning that yeah. well. Just, <laughs> uh, just, just, just throwing the ball up in the air. Wow. Yes. Winston. All right. He was rumored to maybe come here. Yeah, that would have been, uh, I guess, if, if, if Lamar hadn't worked out or, or, or even I the still, backup Lamar. You know, I mean, they're still, I, I I guess they're happy with their backups. Are you, I guess the question is, is Ken Zalas happy with the backups? No, their no. backups can't win ball games consistently. Yeah. Like, like so I always. They almost beat the Bengals. In, I know, in I know, I know, I know. They almost beat Stop. the Bengals. Stop. They, <laughs> they almost beat the Bengals. Painful. Okay. That's what everybody's going to say. They did, they did. They should have beaten the Bengals. Um. No, I, 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 I think you need a vet, especially now that you have a real offense, mm-hmm. and you don't need Lamar clones. I think yeah. you need to start to go get a, a real veteran quarterback. That kid come in and throw the ball around a little bit accurately and steady the ship. If he had to start for five weeks in a row, Joe Flacco. No, because he can't. Okay, he can't. You want to tease tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, what's tomorrow? So uh, we're gonna we are gonna have John Laub tomorrow. Um, Paul Valley will join us. Paul Valley will join us. Yes, we'll talk some more. Oh, I can't wait for Paul Valley. Paul yeah. Valley and I have fun on online. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he hates we'll, everything. We'll, we'll make. I don't even think he's. <laughs> a, I don't even think he's an Oriole fan. He hates everything. Um, he definitely doesn't like lineups. Typically, he does not like lineups. <laughs> doesn't very negative very quickly in in games. But we're excited to talk to him. We are. No, I love Paul. Uh, and then we'll make our weekly trip to the farm. Uh, we'll stop we'll stop in Bowie. We'll talk to the Bowie Bay Sox. And uh, Ryan Long recently promoted a uh, starting pitcher to the Bowie Bay Sox. And then, uh, Can't wait. They're hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuffing things. Stuffing things. Stuff things. I have a question. Bit, so. uh, yes. When is my favorite female personality, the NFL chick, back in the studio here? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good is, question. That, is that Raven's time that she's in yeah, here? Yeah, usually. usually yeah, we had her on a lot while we were you know, setting the Lamar meter and uh, yes. the, the Lamometer. Uh, yeah. like got to go to the you got to go to the other radio station to catch her. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, she's yeah, on she's the rise, man. Now. Forget she's it. Very she's busy. busy. She is very busy. She's busy. She, she love you, Rita. Love you, Rita. Yeah, yeah. I love Rita and Glenn together, though. I hope that yeah, we can get a lot of them together. Yeah. Yes. They should take over the afternoon spot. Yeah. Hey, he said that out loud. I did. I love him. Oh, I. You know, what what you get to get off my lawn uh, area in your life, you don't care anymore. (laughs) 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 I don't. I I don't need to make friends anymore. Uh, And then big thanks to today's guests. Yes. uh, Mike Axia from CBS Sports. Axisa, yeah. Axisa. See, I got it right while he's on the phone. Mm -hmm. That was the most important part. Agreed. (laughs) And, of course, the lovely J.B. Watson. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thanks for filling in, Ken. Oh, absolutely. We'll do it again tomorrow. I had so much fun. We'll run it back one more time and then... I guess we're going to do our Thursday things again. Yeah. Uh, thanks to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Stay in the fan. The PressBox printed issue. Get it at the local local Royal Farms and Toyota 
to, to your local Toyota Tacoma. Yeah. Always a tongue twister. And Glenn likes to, use, likes to say Duke sucks. Is that how you want Duke to end sucks. it? Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, He too. stopped doing that one. He stopped Why? doing it. Because, I don't know, he, he I, his reasoning seemed murky, but he was just like, yeah, you know, it's not something that everyone can get behind as, as much as Duke sucks. So he went back to just Duke sucks. Duke sucks. Yankees suck, too. How's that? That's perfect. Okay.